This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, July 6th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, two police officers suffered non-fatal gunshot wounds when gunfire erupted at a large 4th of July fireworks display in Philadelphia. A massive police presence responded to the 2500 block of Spring Garden Street at about 10 p.m. where a massive crowd gathered to watch a concert followed by a fireworks show. Authorities say a Philadelphia police officer signed to Highway Patrol suffered a graze wound to his head. Another officer, a member of the Montgomery County Bomb Squad, was shot in the right shoulder. Both officers were reportedly on duty at the base of the Art Museum steps when shots were fired. The shooting happened somewhere behind uh, where they had set up a Ferris wheel on the Ben Franklin Parkway. Both officers were taken to Jefferson University Hospital in stable condition. They were treated and released from the hospital. Did I hear correctly that the one who was grazed in the head found a there was a bullet in the hat or a yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think um, John McNesby posted a picture of it. I didn't see Dear the God. picture, but um, yeah, I heard that there was some uh, a picture like that, Steve. Uh, John Foster, a 44-year-old Montgomery County deputy, is reportedly recovering at home after suffering a graze wound to his shoulder. He's a 17-year veteran of the Sheriff's Office and a member of the Bomb Squad. A Philadelphia police officer identified as Sergio Diggs was stuck, struck in the head and treated for a graze wound. The 36-year-old is a 13-year veteran of the department and assigned to the Highway Patrol Unit. The gunfire caused a massive crowd to scatter in the middle of the fireworks display, which added more confusion to an already chaotic situation. Mayor Jim Kenney candidly spoke about the frustration he's felt as mayor at one point telling reporters that he's looking forward to not being mayor anymore. I'm waiting for something bad to happen all of the time, Kenny said. I'll be happy when I'm not mayor so I can enjoy some stuff. The city of Philadelphia has set up a lost and found for people who fled the shooting during the 4th of July celebration on Monday night. Many people ran for cover, leaving behind lawn chairs, chairs, baby strollers, clothes, and other items. The city is collecting the items, which can be recovered by emailing information at welcomeamerica.com. The city also is reminding people who may have experienced trauma to call the Philadelphia Crisis Line at 215-685-6440. That line is open 24-7. It's kind of wild because 4th of July night, I, I said to my wife, I noticed a marked decrease in fireworks, like I, I wasn't oh. usually. It's kind of like a war zone, and it seemed mm. it was a lot quieter for me in my area. Yeah, I don't, maybe know, I don't know about people. you guys. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Philadelphia police are asking anyone with tips, photos, or videos that may help in the investigation to call two one five six eight six tips. You can visit phillypolice.com or email tips at phillypolice.com. Relief is on the way for parents who rely on baby formula. A two hundred thousand pound shipment of uh, from Bubs, a company in Melbourne, Australia, arrived in Philadelphia Tuesday afternoon. The shipment of baby formula touched down at the UPS Air Hub at Philadelphia International Airport uh, and will head straight to shelves at stores like Walmart and Target. Over the past few months, UPS said it quickly moved more than 95 tons of baby formula to areas where families are in need. This is all part of President Biden's Operation Fly Formula to help with the ongoing baby formula shortage. Tuesday's shipment marks the company's fourth to arrive. The delivery will be able to fill about 5.5 million eight-ounce bottles. In sports this morning... The Phillies beat the Washington Nationals 11-0 yesterday. 
The team has played half of their season in Tuesday night's win in game 81 of the season, moved the Phils onto the National League playoff career. At 43 and 38, the Phils are a percentage point ahead of the St. Louis Cardinals for control of the third and final National League wild card spot. Up next is another game against the Nationals tonight at 7.05. Aaron Nola will get the start for the Phillies, who have won their last two games by shutout. The Sixers jumped back into action Tuesday night with a tight summer league opener. The league nearly erased a 17, I'm sorry, the team nearly erased a seven point deficit, but dropped its first of three scheduled games in Salt Lake City to the Grizzlies. Memphis held on for a 103 99 victory in a 40 minute game. As day one of the 2022 NHL draft nears, the Flyers have a pretty nice asset Thursday night, the fifth overall pick. Given the club's a significant need to get younger and more talented, it would seem likely the Flyers make a first round selection Thursday night, especially after they stomached a 25 46 and 11 season and traded away their first round pick last summer. General manager Chuck Fletcher said it himself in January the easiest way to get top end talent is through the draft. Historically, that's been proven year after year. So we'll see what they do with that. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Extended weekend, and we are back, and we have come loaded for bear and some goodies for you. We have a word of the week prize. It's only going to cost you three letters this week. That's it. We have a four pack of pit tickets. To see Dead and Company. So pitted. And they're going to be playing Citizens Bank Park. So they're playing the big, big venue. Uh, tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster. And we have details at WMMR.com. That show is Sunday, July 10th. So we will have your chance to win that starting today. We give it away on Friday, but you'll need uh, the letters. we got other good stuff to give away today, too, because uh, the Philadelphia Zoo is stopping by this morning. They have their summer ale fest on uh, Saturday the 16th, and we will be giving away four packs of pit tickets. You have to be at least 21 years of age or older in order to win, so that's pretty cool. So listen up for that, and then the winning continues because we have a Wednesday before us, and that means a secret text word, and this time around, pretty damn awesome. It's a chance for you to get uh, tickets to see Clerks 3, the convenience tour with Kevin Smith in attendance. That's awesome. For a post-show Q&A. And this is going to be Wednesday, September 7th at the Keswick Theater. And tickets for that go on sale uh, this Friday at 10 a.m. We have also the information at WMMR.com. Text the word secret to 39333. And you could possibly win a pair of tickets to this event where Kevin, Kevin Smith himself will be there. Uh, and that will be at the Keswick Theater on September 7th. And we're going to send a word back to you when you text the word secret. We'll ask you to call in later on with that designated caller. Gets to win the tickets if you know the secret text word. And we will also grab a, a random pair to give away uh, to someone, too. Now, on top of all that. That's like almost too much already. Well, we have some guests on the program. Uh, Rodney McLeod of the Eagles will be joining us. His second annual Sneaker Ball Art and Soul School Supply and Sneaker Drive is happening. And we always talk to him about that. Uh, we also have our good buddy Tom Papa on the show. He is going to be performing at the Borgata on the 16th. And then we're going to go live on Fox Good Day. So we have a lot to get to today. Excellent. It's going to be a busy, busy program. We like it that way. So your chance to win stuff, meet people, talk to people, see us on television. What more do you want? Folks? Honestly, it's exciting you know, day. It's so exciting for you. Oh, and Nick's not here too. Yes, it's true. Yeah. So we get to go to his desk, but we do get Marissa in our studio. Yeah. Did you great. say we'll go through his desk? Yeah. I already yeah. went through his desk yesterday or, uh, on Friday because he moved all like a bunch of crap from in here into the office, and it kind of like uh, clogged up my space and Steve's space. So I moved it neatly under oh. the desk. Oh, okay. Right? Did you see that? I saw that there was like a calendar. There was it, Nick's desk is like a 
ghost town. There's like cobwebs on it. Yeah. I didn't even he's know he there. had a dad. I know. Well, he really doesn't because Steve and I have sort of like moved inward. So like right. he is the teeniest space now. Okay. And he put all of his stuff there on Friday, and I was like, oh no, that's we made more. a pact yeah. that we were going to power play. Oh, <laughs> but he's never in there. So when I saw stuff on the desk, I'm like, is Nick actually using his desk now? Yeah. But here's the thing: I what I do, I've been doing with Nick for years, and I'm only saying this because he's not here, and I'm sure he'll find out. Nobody um, tell him. Nobody, if you're listening, and <laughs> just don't tell him, please. Don't be that person. It, I, I don't throw it away and won't throw anything of his yeah. away until years have passed. Okay? <laughs> so there's been a box under... Do you guys remember when I cleaned the studio? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that, that was, was like a few years ago. There's yeah. a box underneath his desk that I put all of his stuff in, didn't throw anything out, and I put it under his desk. He hasn't touched it. So I think now I could throw that box out, <laughs> okay. and then we have the new boxes under there. You need to start putting a date on these things, like yeah. on the bottom of the yeah, box. Yeah, yeah. So I just remember, so someday okay. you can flip it over and go, see? see? This is from four years ago. I mean, we really no, should. I think we institute the Nick McElwain time capsule. Yeah. <laughs> We really should go through uh, our desks and, and look at. I have I have twenty rolls of toilet paper in my in my Wait, cabinets why? to wipe your ass. To, well, but it goes back for like a couple of years ago when we had uh, you know like all these construction workers in here and Tom and oh, right. uh, the, the painters and so when we had all these construction workers in here we had more people using the bathroom and then we had zero toilet paper and we talked about it on the air and one of the painters. Brought, brought, brought like twenty rolls, of, and so now they're in my cabinet. I, I have I have guns in my cabinet, like the pellet guns. I'm like, they really shouldn't. They shouldn't have pellet guns in our building. Yeah. I have yeah. I have bottles of booze uh, in mine, and those are for in case we ever get snowed in here. Oh, that's oh, specifically why I keep booze. Useful. Nick yeah. has empty bottles of booze, oh. which I'll never understand why people no keep use that. items. No. Okay. All right, interesting. Well, maybe we'll find a way to, to go through that stuff soon. A little, little wander over yeah, and take right. a, a tour. <laughs> all right, well, with all of that going on, we do need to take a break. Come back in a second, give some stuff away. We have a stupid question in the entertainment report up when we return. So stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, and probably other places. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we are going to give something away. We have a stupid question prize, a four-pack of GA weekend tickets to attend all three Fish concerts what? on the beach in Atlantic City. Wow. August 5th, 6th, and 7th. That's How about that. Good. Casey, I mean, does it get better than that? I mean, that's pretty great. <laughs> it's uh, There's definitely some people out there thinking, oh, I don't want to do that. But uh, there's not also, you. Not me. There's a lot of people thinking, yeah, I can do that. Here's the question that we have for you. In the game of pool, what color is the four ball? Pretty simple game, uh, question. 215-263-WMMR. In the game of pool, what color is the four Ball two one five two six three WMMR is the number. Let's see if you know it. I'm going to go through some birthdays today, being Wednesday, July six, and we will start with the forty third president of the United States, George W. Bush. He turns seventy six years old today. Maybe someone will throw a shoe at him. Yeah, I'm looking for that. Or are his testicles black? Testicles I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but he turned 76 years old today and hopefully has a few things planned. Where are his black testicles? I'm looking for them. I don't know. Uh, 
Ah, man, give me a second. I don't use those too often, you know, because... So what if the guy... There we go. (laughs) Are my testicles black? There you go. There you go. Worth the wait. My testicles black. Uh, I like that one. It's very sexy. The man wearing my testicles black. Man, are my testicles black. <laughs> and the punchline is, are my test results back? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's 76. And then we have a couple of Philadelphia connections. Mr. Kevin Hart has oh. his birthday today. Uh, Kevin turns 43 years old. God. And uh, he is, uh, what was that? Uh, there was a, I was looking for new movies to watch and, and stumbled across uh, uh, The Man from Toronto or The Guy from Toronto. Anybody see it? Not familiar, it's, no. No, it's not good. It, and watching, and I watch it's Woody trailer. Harrelson. Yeah, I watch the trailer. I'm like, this doesn't look that good. There are some like, Netflix-made movies that have like heavy hitters in it that they're like, okay, what is this? It's just sort of a money... I don't know. I, but, and they but, fall kind of short. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So they throw the big names. They figure you're going to watch it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I did, and... It wasn't good. It wasn't great. But he's, listen, he's had a string of hits, and uh, every now and then you're going to have one. It's not that great, but uh, he is a force to be reckoned with. He sure is, man. Super nice guy, and he turns 43 years old today. Staying in the Philadelphia vein, it's Sylvester Stallone's birthday today. Yes, it is his birthday. Back-to-back Rocky movies over the weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe in preparation for Sly's birthday. They showed, uh, yeah, so I watched... One through four, and uh, four. <laughs> they didn't get, I didn't get to five. I don't know if they ran five. I don't know if that now falls in the... Uh, I think it's like Godfather 3. Yeah, they, they just, just kinda, ignore that. They, they avoid that. Yeah. <laughs> Have you he's, watched... He's the, the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> and a lot of <laughs> I didn't think of it that. Ever thought of it that way? He looks so pristine in the beginning of Rocky uh, Four. His hair is jet black. Oh yeah, he and is he's so coiffed. There's so much makeup on him. And not only that, at that point, in three and four, he had turned into essentially like a bodybuilder. And he's boxing though as a heavyweight. When right. It's clear. Yeah, he's, he's a middleweight yep. at best. Yep, he trimmed up yep. quite a bit. I mean, he's, he's very ripped. But his weight-wise, there's yeah. very little fat. You don't on see it. boxers looking no, like that. No, 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 no. Uh, not in the heavyweight division, anyhow. But uh, yep, uh, Sly is uh, 76 years old, which is like a billion actually like, uh, <laughs> when it comes to actors' ages. Oh, you get me? You come to my birthday party? He's 76. We're gonna have there. those little ice creams, the parts vanilla and parts chocolate. It's like a billion. Uh, it's also Burt Ward's birthday ah, today. Uh, Rob. Robin. Of Batman fame, Dick Grayson. Yep, he is uh, seventy-seven. We've talked to him a couple times. Yeah, and he years. like he he loves being that character. He loves doing the comic uh, con, comic con circuits. And uh, now his big thing is he has his own dog food brand. What? Yeah, yeah. Remember he was on he was pitching that. <laughs> yeah. He's, he handles like it's dog food for large dogs. Yeah. So there's like a, a video of him with about four hundred dogs in his house. Happy birthday to Burt Ward and also Burt Ward, and I'm sure they called each other because they share the same birthday. The Dalai Lama's birthday yeah. is today, so I'm sure he wanted to check in with him. Hello, Dolly! Of course, the uh, Buddhist spiritual leader of the Tibetan people uh, is 87 years old. He seems like kind of a fun guy. I've seen interviews with him where he seems sort of playful. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you also have uh, the great Jeffrey Rush celebrating a birthday today. Uh, he's 71 years old. Uh, the King's Speech is one of my Amazing. favorite movies. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. It's one of those that I've tried to talk Casey into watching a few People times. People of England. Like, <laughs> I just wanted to tell you that you have nothing to fear but the things that you're afraid of. <laughs> 
it's a great movie. It's one of those inspiring, you know, wonderful period oh. pieces. I, and it was one of those that I was like, eh, and I know it was, you know, an Oscar winner and all this. We're I, the big I, robots. I never got around to it. And then when I eventually did watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so he is 71 years old today, Jeffrey Rush. And uh, also... Actress Eva Green. Yes. Uh, she's a Bond gal in a Casino Royale. Best um, Berlin. Uh, and also, she's in Penny Deadful and plays Miss Peregrine. And Miss Peregrine. I'm a fan of that movie. I was, yeah. too. It was creepy yeah, and the, cool. And those twins with the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the head, the, 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 the eye, sacks. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she is a beautiful, talented actress. She's 42. And then the last birthday, Marissa just brought me this in. Uh, Tia and Tamara Mowry of Sister Sister fame are both 43 years old today. They're twins. They're identical twins. That is correct, yes. And uh, I know this because Rochelle used to watch that show all the time. Sister Sister? Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but when uh, when it was a regular... Not a rerun show. Cute. With Jack yeah. A. Jack A and everything. So, yeah. And uh, one of them went on to be a panel member on The Talk. Yeah. That's right. And the other one, I don't know. They, I don't know. I can't tell them apart. So they're 43 years old today. All right. We'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Pretty easy. And we are looking for, uh, in the game of pool, what color is the four ball? 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> and I'm going to go to Rodney for the answer. Hey, Rodney, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? what? All right, Rodney, what color is the four ball, please? So it would be purple. Purple is correct. Hang on, Rod. You got yourself a pair of general admission weekend tickets to attend all three fish concerts on the beach in Atlantic City. That is August 5th, 6th, and 7th. And tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. And maybe you'll run into our own Casey. I will be there. I'm sure you will. All right, congratulations are in order for Lindsay Lohan. The Mean Girls actress has tied the knot with fiancé Bader Shamaz. (laughs) Marriage speculation first ignited over an Instagram post that Lindsay had shared on Friday in which she called the financier her husband uh, and beamed next to him in a loved-up selfie. So are they, in fact, married? That's what they're saying, yeah. All right. She said, uh, I am the luckiest woman in the world, not because I need a man, but because he found me and knew what, that I wanted to find happiness and grace all at the same time. I am stunned that this is my husband, my life, and my everything. Every woman should feel like this every day. I saw a picture of them leaving the church after the service, and uh, people were throwing chicken fingers, oh. which I thought was just unbelievably sweet. A rep for the actress confirmed that she is indeed married. Further wedding details, including a date, remain under wraps. Check uh, out the rock, bitch. Uh, Lindsay's <laughs> happy news comes seven months after she announced her and uh, Bader's engagement over Thanksgiving, putting her square-cut ring on full display in a series of Instagram pics. So she seems to have been pretty stable for yeah. a while, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Bader is said to be assistant vice president at global investment bank Credit Susi in Dubai, uh, where Lindsay has lived since 2014. The newlyweds have reportedly been together for more than two years. Uh, their latest news marks another special milestone for her. She's also celebrating her 30... She just celebrated her 36th birthday over the weekend. So I'm kind of fascinated with Dubai and the... Like, a lot of people will vacation there now. Kathy, you know... So, do you have family? Yeah. So, live in Dubai? Yeah, my sister-in-law's brother <laughs> lives there. So, uh, so 
like a Lindsay Lohan, can she travel around, you know, as Lindsay Lohan? Is it restrictive in ways or is it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I just know, like the stories that he tells, you know, the, yeah. the stories that I've heard is it's just like it's another world. Like it's almost not reality. Huh. Yeah, because they've kind of built it out of nothing, but they they have like top level resorts and yeah, yeah oh yeah, high tech stuff, and that's pretty cool. Uh, Natalie Portman is opening up about her time on the set of Thor: Love and Thunder, with uh, nearly a decade passing since the last time that she starred in the Thor movie. It's hard to believe it, yeah. decade almost. Uh, she told Vogue told Vogue Australia that uh, she felt like uh, kind of a new kid. Uh, the actress said that it was incredible and surreal return to to return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but uh, she had also had to figure out how to fit in again. Did she mention which new kids she felt like? No, not new kids on the block. Oh, okay. Uh, Portman continued commenting on her co-stars Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson, and uh, Taika Watiti's relationship with one another. She said because Chris and Tessa and Taika had worked together on Ragnarok and so successfully, and so it was like they were all reuniting, and I was this newbie in there trying to figure out how to fit in. Uh, she added, but also they're just nice, the nicest people. And also I know Chris and Tessa so well from previous work together. And also I had done Thor movies twice before. So there was a lot of familiarity and comfort in that world too. But it was this weird mix of being the veteran and the newbie at the same time. And I was there at the beginning, but at the same time, you're the outsider to this group. So we had that screening this tonight. Yeah. Are you going? I am not. Yeah. Uh, are you going? I'd like to, but I can't. No, but Case I'm is going. going. You guys don't go anymore. Well, I did, I did the last one. Uh, no, well, you did the Top Gun one. Yeah. That almost doesn't count. It counts for You're talking about the Marvel stuff. I'm talking about the Marvel Because I know. We used to all go together. Yeah, it I was know. like a thing. We all go together. I'm like, hey, there's Preston. I have kids now. I know. <laughs> they're, not, they're not mine, but I have them. But you have them. I have them in the basement. It really changes things, doesn't it? It does. Well, you know, Marissa. I have one kid in my basement. He's right next to a black phone. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, so speaking of movies, Tom Hanks, who voiced Woody in the original Toy Story movie, commented on Chris Evans replacing uh, Tim Allen in Lightyear during a recent episode of the Real Blend podcast. Hanks was asked if it was strange to have his new film, Elvis, hitting theaters at the same time as Lightyear. And he said, how about that? He said, I wanted to go head to head with Tim Allen <laughs> and they didn't let Tim Allen do it. And I don't understand that. But all in all, the castaway actor said he's just glad that people are returning to theaters again. He said, just as long as people come back to the motion picture theater, I want to go back in the theater with a bunch of strangers and leave with something in common. That's what I want to do and going to see a movie with them. I'm looking forward to that. My wife saw uh, Elvis uh, and said it was really good and um, said that, you know, Tom Hanks sinks into the role and the makeup of the role so much that a lot of times you forget it's Tom Hanks. He's playing, you know, Colonel Tom Parker. And they do the whole, you know, swindler, huckster, uh, his whole nefarious past. And, uh, you know, it's a full Elvis story, basically, all the way up until all the, way that, to the end. That's what she says. Yeah. So they go through the, uh, the bloated fat Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. Fat Elvis. Yeah. Interesting. OK. Uh, Barry Sonnenfeld, the director of Men in Black, admitted in an interview with Insider that he downplayed the role of Agent J to Chris O'Donnell because he wanted it to go to Will Smith. Huh. Uh, producers wanted O'Donnell for the part. He said, I had suggested Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. Will was actually my wife's idea. 
Uh, however, producers weren't sold on Smith since he was known more for his music and his work on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He said, I met with Chris, and he had concerns about the script and had another movie offer, so I told him, yeah, we might never fix this script, and I don't think I know how to direct this movie. That's got to be encouraging. So he passed on the movie (laughs) the next day. So he did that on purpose. Yeah. Uh, So he he would pass on it, and then they would get Will Smith, and the rest is history, obviously. Tremendously successful. You begin to learn, uh, a lot of times, they'll, um, (laughs) and this will shock you, but I was watching a documentary on Smokey and the Bandit, and you know, and they were talking in general to a number of different people and directors of that time. How many movies were, were like, "We'll get these stars together, we'll get on set, and we'll just screw around." And that's like uh, Smoking the Bandit and a lot of other comedies that we love from that era were just sort of cobbled together on set. Yeah, yeah let's go with it. Wow. And, and if you had a celebrity on the level like a Burt Reynolds at that time, you remember he could. Op- I'm just going to go see this Burt Reynolds movie. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Absolutely. Was almost, it didn't matter. Yep. It was yeah. uh, It was a different time. You didn't. Right. You, you, your, your choices were limited, and if there was a start, it's like, I'm going to that. That's yep. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in an interview with GQ that was published on Monday, Stranger Things actor David Harbour uh, shared some sweet details about his relationship with Lily Allen. Lily. Uh, the married couple first met via the exclusive dating app, Raya. Who, who's Lily Allen again? Uh, is she the musician? What's that? Uh, the musician? She's a musician? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't look it up. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, yeah. Do I know any of her stuff? You probably would. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he said I was in London. She did Master of Puppets, Preston? He said I was in London alone doing Black Widow on this app, uh, going on dates and stuff, and... Yeah, I started texting with her. She was in Italy at the time. Why is the celebrity app, by the way, for dating? He said, we got together. We went on a date at the Wolseley, and it was, you know, she's effing unbelievable, he said. We actually have Lily Allen in our system. This is not a joke. This is actually Lily. I think the name of this song calls 5 O'Clock. Okay, go ahead. It's 5 O'Clock in the morning. Conversation going boring. What's that? I know her. I have some of her music on my... She's good enough for David Harbour. She's good enough for us. Uh, so he said, she claims to have fallen in love with me at first sight. And, and then he says, I mean, who wouldn't? Uh, as for when he fell in love with her, Harbour said uh, it was on their third date. He said, I remember the exact moment. It was our third date. I was just in this phase where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be brutally honest about everything because why lie? And I told her something about my life, about my beliefs. And he said, it would take a really extraordinary person to be accepting of the things that I said. And I remember thinking, wow, that's somebody I want to be around. And sometimes that's it. You know, if you you, you open up something that uh, that is a that is a core belief of yours. Just go for it. And you're taking a leap of faith because they might not <sighs> sink in with that. And Listen. You just go for it. And he found out it was... Uh, it the was earth is flat. Be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to get that out there. I firmly believe it. Please understand why I'm bringing this to you now. She, this Lily Allen, she has a song called F You. Okay. It's actually a pretty catchy song. Okay. Is so, it as good as it's uh, not the CeeLo Green? Green one, is no, it? No, no, no. no, no. Okay. no. <laughs> she, had, she had a brief run there. She And um, I, she still has her fan base, but yeah, she's um, waifish. Okay. Yeah. And a, he dropped, did, you've seen him, right? Obviously in the series. He dropped, he, he like dropped a, the whole lot ton, of weight. He looks great. He was in a Russian prison. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm assuming he did that for the part, for the role. Right? Yeah. Because um, he was... In the third season, he had a huge gut. Like, they really had him, you know, sitting on the couch and drinking beer and stuff like that. But now, I mean, he's not just, like, 
skinny. He's he's in shape. He's, he's built, built up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which suits the role. It, it, the Russian stuff in Stranger Things, if you haven't seen it, current season is so good. Yep. They, they they have like four separate plot lines that yep. all synergize. Great. Brilliantly. It's just great. I'll use that moment to segue into this story. Deadline reports that after the final two episodes of Stranger Things dropped on July 1st, the show has passed the billion hours wow. watched mark. So, like a billion. Yeah, it's like a billion. It's um, time for TV update with Slice Alone. Stranger <laughs> Things been watched over a billion hours. Over you, Chet. Oh, wait, there is no Chet. <laughs> But it's like a billion, and uh, it is now the second show to hit this goalpost with Squid Game uh, being the first. So I'm amazed, especially in the two um, these episodes, which are full movies. Oh yeah, yeah. full movies. And the, the second one, yeah, the, the first one was like an hour and forty minutes long. The second of the, of the final two was mm-hmm. two and a half hours yeah. long. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Like, you know, when we had David Harbour by here, yeah. which was just a wonderful interview. I've watched it a few times on YouTube. We have the entire video up. Uh, and I kind of said to him, this is between the second and third. We yeah. were waiting for the third season to come out. And I had said something to him, the lines, I'm like, dude, you make us wait so long for this. Because it had been <laughs> over a year. And he's like, oh, please. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's like, we have given you <laughs> 10 hours of content. Uh-huh. He's like, that's Five movies, so don't even give it. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, you're totally right, man. And you, that was you, when, if you look at it that way, each episode was averaging an hour. Absolutely. In this season, you had episodes that were well over an hour, hour and a half. And as you said, the final ones over two, almost two and a half hours. Yep. But they're exactly. solid. I was watching Umbrella Academy, and I was like, these episodes do not need to be an hour long. Like, I don't need 45 seconds of watching her play drums. Like, Well, they, yeah, Umbrella Academy is a different animal. They have they have long music segments and, and yeah. dance sequences and things like that. But, um, you know what, I, I'd seen a, uh, Rochelle had showed me a meme the other day that was like, uh, hey, you want to sit down and watch a 10-hour movie? <laughs> <laughs> and that's Hell what? no, of course not. And yeah. then it says, well, how, how about we break this thing up into 10 different pieces and watch that? Uh, yeah, I'm in. I love it. We'll, we'll sit down and watch it in one weekend, sure. And, and that's, pe- people don't process it that way, but if you've ever <laughs> binged anything and i know that yeah. i my biggest binge was the first season of daredevil yeah i, I watched that straight remember through. yeah i started yes straight through and that was like 13 episodes yeah, yeah. it was it's, it was it, almost like a lost weekend if you're an alcoholic it's funny my <laughs> mom has she doesn't have any like they're for her it, it it's it, it does. It's like a movie, right? Everything's a movie. It, just, it, it doesn't topic. matter that there's 13 episodes or eight episodes or whatever. Because I, you know, I, she was with us this weekend, and I tried to show her a couple of things like Chernobyl yeah. on on HBO. It's it's, it's a miniseries, right? And so the first episode was over, and she was like, "Oh, it's a show," and I'm like, "Yeah," but because it's the the production value on all these things is movie quality level. Yeah, you know, so. It's hard to process. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on to some other stuff. Three songs. From Michael Jackson's 2010 album, Michael, have been pulled from streaming platforms following allegations that the King of Pop never sang the tracks. Yeah, uh, that's it's pretty wild. Yeah, and Marissa, I think, is going to grab some of the audio uh, for us. Monster, uh, featuring... I am Michael Jackson. I hope you like my new music. uh, Featuring 50 Cent. Uh, Keep Your Head Up and Breaking News are no longer available for sale or to stream on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, and other platforms. It's a freaking outrage. Worldwide. So who's saying it? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm not sure about. So a spokesperson for Jackson's website... There's nothing on here. 
Where's that sound coming from? <laughs> it's unpleasant. Spokesperson for his website confirmed three songs are no longer I available. I can't read it. There's no words on it. But they said that it had nothing to do with authenticity. A spokesperson said the estate and Sony Music believe the continuing conversation about the tracks is distracting the fan community and casual Michael Jackson listeners from focusing their attention where it should be. Michael Jackson! <laughs> oh, wow. I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> I love that one. Michael uh, Jackson! The tracks have been part of an ongoing lawsuit involving Jackson's estate and Sony Music, which alleges that Michael never sang the three songs on Michael. In 2014, Vera Serova filed a class action lawsuit against Sony and the estate over three songs for violation of consumer laws, unfair competition, and fraud. She claimed that three of the ten tracks on the album were part of an elaborate artistic fraud masterminded by co-defendants Eddie Casio and James Porte, uh, who sold the tracks, also known as the Casio tracks, to Jackson's estate for millions of dollars following his death in 2009. Hmm. So here, the, she's not the only one who believes it. There are other people. In fact, several members of Michael's family have said they believe that the songs were fakes. In 2010, Jackson's own mother, Catherine Jackson, said that some of the tracks on it, uh, the album, are fake. It's a bunch of crap. Yep, so she was upset about it. I don't buy it for a second. And uh, his sister... You Lato- want a cardboard sandwich? And- <laughs> you still selling those ah, things? They're very good. Uh, Latoya said it doesn't sound like him. His nephew, Terrell Jackson, and son of brother Tito Jackson, added that he was present when the songs were handed over to Sony. He said, how they constructed these songs is very sneaky and sly. I know my uncle's voice, and something's seriously wrong when you have... Immediate family saying it's not him. So, Kathy, I don't know Weird. who s- reportedly sang them. I want you to listen to them yeah. and give me your opinion. Because I listened to them and I'll tell you what I thought after you tell me what All you right. thought. This sounds like, uh, this song is called Keep Your Head Up. Here we go. Keep your head up. So Michael has this distinctive vibrato that he does. Yep. It's kind of shaky. Right. <laughs> like this. It sounds a little too shaky. Just a smidge. I gotta but be it honest. does sound a lot like him. That's what I thought. Well. As sure as this earth is flat. That's good. I don't think it's. I think it doesn't sound nasally enough. Okay. To be you don't think so? No. Let's hear another well, you can track. Go straight to him. This is called uh, breaking news. All right, here we go. With all the news, it's fit to be. Not you, Michael. Mike. Can you imagine Michael is the lead anchor on network news? We go now to Ukraine. Oh, Ukraine, sorry. <laughs> All right, let me play a little bit more breaking news. Here we go. Everybody wanting a piece of Michael Jackson. I don't think it's him. That doesn't sound like no. him. No. Michael Jackson. Sounds like Louis Gossett. He wants to give it again. Put around the world today. He want to write my bitch when Michael Jackson. Bitch? He said bitch? Yeah. Michael? No. I don't see that. 
know. You dumb bitch. <laughs> you stupid bitch. I'm gonna kill you, bitch. I'll kill you, bitch, with this claw hammer. I'll kill you, bitch. <laughs> Doesn't sound like Michael. No. I do it I'm telling you, that vibrato, that's... Kick you in the face, spray you with mace. I love the <laughs> Oh my God! He, he, he launches into this extremely violent rap about women. That just doesn't seem like Michael's. Right? Push you down the stairs and kick you in the face. What? Too aggressive for Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's. Uh... I have to say though, when you hear it, you you give me just a little bit, and I'm I'm I would believe it's Michael. Yeah. You know? I, if, if someone didn't say, "Hey, yeah. listen closely to this," right. I might go, "Wow, all right, that's he's singing a little differently right. on this because it certainly it sounds if you really inspect it like somebody's doing a bit of an impression, but a fairly spot on. Once it's planted, that, that <laughs> yeah, and and he's when you see him, there was a special they'd done ABC. You know, this is before he'd be here special where they went to his home and um, he was going through like a click track and he was just singing and riffing lyrics that his voice was such yeah. an instrument and yeah. so precise. It's amazing. You think in that second song his voice sounded a little bit lower than normal? Uh, maybe what a, are you saying? Yeah. Maybe a tiny bit? Yeah. He would never say bitch, right? Oh! I don't think I don't so. know, man. He had a big... He started grabbing his his Johnson in the middle of dancing. He's grabbing for... my balls. Yeah, I know. I would never use the word bitch. <laughs> I put my index finger between my testes, but I, I would never say bitch. Okay. Yeah. So, holy crap. I, uh, I, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't see that. I, I, I don't see no, him lyrically... It's not my style. ...doing that. No, I, no. Uh, so, listen, this is a total tangent here. But is this I, about fish again? No, <laughs> no, it's about Michael Jackson. Right. I overslept last night, and one of the last dreams I had before I woke up, we, along with Andy Summers, were performing... Our own version of We Are the World, okay? <laughs> You're talking about our sister's team. Yes, and we Not were... Not the guitars from the place. Right. No, we were standing in a circle, <laughs> taking turns, singing, like, as seriously as possible. There and comes it, a time <laughs> when you meet a dumb bitch. Yeah, that was Andy's part. Uh, the beginning, uh, yeah, the yeah. Line. She was she was the Lionel Richie part. Okay. Uh, that Oh, my God. That wow. is a weird dream. That, that is a really, really weird dream. Hmm. Back to you. That's part of breaking news <laughs> yeah. uh, this morning. Breaking on, news. On the Break to a raving lunatic. As <laughs> <laughs> most amped up dreams ever. All right. Um, He's coming from a guy who paid kids to look at my anus. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No, no your anus. We're going out of sports. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's sports. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did I say? Let's go to sports. <laughs> it's always there, ready to pull you out of a fire. Yeah, yeah. Right. you get a little too candid. All right, a uh, couple other quickie things here. Uh, people reports that uh, Quentin Tarantino's wife, uh, Daniela Tarantino, has given birth to their second child. Uh, the couple said in a statement, Daniela and Quentin Tarantino are happy to announce that Daniela gave birth to their baby girl, July 2nd, a little sister to Leo their first child, and really no other information uh, on the baby or anything like that, but uh, they're happy to have their second one. Uh, and then we'll do... Yeah, we'll do one more thing, then we got to move on. Um, 
TMZ reports that uh, Chris Rock and actress Lake Bell were seen together again, apparently. This is more than one occasion on Tuesday, uh, taking a stroll on Santa Monica Beach. When I saw this, I thought, good for Chris Rock. Totally. She's a... She's a catch. She, she's talented. She's a great, uh, great director. Yep. She's, uh, she's she's pretty. Beautiful. Yeah, she's beautiful. Uh, romance rumors abound as the pair continue to appear to be enjoying one another's company. So, Good for them, man. It's wonderful. Yeah, I know you're happy. Just Last to see thing you want to do is get a test of some dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> It just doesn't sound right hey, for Michael. No. Hey, Michael. No. Yeah. yeah. Bitches, right? Bitches, man. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? You push him down the stairs, you kick him in the face. <laughs> All right, I think we're ready for clips, okay. so uh, let's do this. Bitches. Loot follows the story of billionaire Molly Novak, who has a dream life complete with, with uh, private jets, a sprawling mansion, and a gigantic yacht. Or it says a giggy yacht. <laughs> okay. Uh, but when her husband of 20 years betrays her, she spirals publicly, becoming fuel for tabloid fodder. And in this clip, Maya Rudolph talks about how her character handles losing it all. I think Molly is such a great examination of someone who has been a loyal partner, but because of being a loyal partner, didn't necessarily get to realize their own dreams and has really built a life based around someone else's dreams. Yeah! New episode of Loot premiere uh, Fridays on Apple TV+. Plus. I love her, um, uh, and I want to see this series, but I want to have be able to spend some, some time with it. But um, uh, has anyone watched it? No. Okay. Because Apple's putting the big push on it. All right. Next clip. Here we go. Netflix recently announced Comedy Unstable comes from the father-son duo of Rob Lowe and his kid. And here Lowe reveals how his son's social media antics gave him the idea for the show. You know, whenever I would do something on social media that he thought was a typical dad, like, oh my God, move, um, he would troll me. And it kind of became a thing. You know, Seth Meyers, Ellen, Good Morning America, Jimmy Kimmel, people started picking up on it and noticing it. And, and you know, sort of the fans got a real kick out of it. Uh, Unstable is set to come to Netflix uh, next year, 2023, is when we'll see that. He actually has a fairly popular uh, podcast because he has all his celebrity connections coming. And, uh, yeah, he's he's a pretty good interviewer, as it turns out. I have a follow-up. Is but, this breaking news about yeah, breaking news? Yeah, this is breaking news breaking about breaking news. news. Breaking news. Oh, yeah, if you okay. wouldn't mind. Sorry. Break, breaking news. Breaking news. The lyrics in the song do not include the word bitch. He's oh. saying obituary. Wait, oh. So back Wait, that up, Casey. And let's see if we can... I told you. We can hear that. So this is, uh, this is it. Forgive it again. Wanna write my, he want to write my obituary. Uh, that Back that really up a little, po- bit, little bit more, Casey. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. it. Right? Maybe he's playing on so it. So what is he saying when he says the name Michael Hunt? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, he's saying he want to write my obituary. Bitch-a-way-way. Oh, bitch-a-way-way. I told you. <laughs> Bitches. You had no faith, man. You know what? what you like, you're like some bitch telling me that. <laughs> Dumb bitch. Couldn't you make out the lyrics? Yeah, you dumb bitch. Am I going to have to push you down the steps? Yeah, all right. I'll let Bubbles beat you up. Breaking news, apparently. This uh, just in. Yeah. Now sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. 
All right, that's it. Breaking news that's is it. that's the end of my, that's uh, it. Done. my entertainment report. So, uh, Michael out. <laughs> Michael Jackson out. out. May all your boys be underage. We'll oh. see you tomorrow. Oh what? <laughs> now sports. <laughs> <laughs> is that your good night and have yes, a pleasant yeah. tomorrow? Hey, your or? boys be Mediterranean looking. Oh my god! Good night. All right, uh, we have a secret text word. I'm just going to remind you of that, and it's a pair that of tickets uh, to see the convenience tour with Kevin Smith ah. in attendance for a post show Q and A. And you know, Kevin Smith doesn't just come out on stage, wave, and walk away. You'll get a full. Oh, yeah. Kevin Smith show. It's going to be Wednesday, September 7th at the Keswick Theater. So if you're interested in that, text word secret 239333, and we will send a word back to you, and we will see if you can call in with that later on to win those tickets, and we'll grab a random winner as well. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us because we got a lot going on this morning. Friends, did you receive our Camp Out for Hunger save the date? I mean, we made a big announcement, and then we put it right there on the website for you. Well, just in case you missed it, Preston and Steve's 25th Camp Out for Hunger is set November 7th through the 11th, 2022. And hey, it's never too early to start collecting. You can find the list of Phil Abundance's most requested items, plus all of the outrageous photo galleries and videos of our guests from over the years at WMMR.com slash campout. Uh, in a little bit, we will do some uh, giveaways. Our friends from the Philadelphia Zoo are going to be stopping by today. Their Summer Ale Fest is happening, and it's going to be uh, Saturday the 16th. There's over 100 reward-winning seasonal craft beers and fresh local fare from the region's favorite food trucks. It's so a great we'll event. Some of those details in a little while and some uh, passes. We'll give away um, uh, VIP tickets, and you have to be at least 21. So I'll tell you when to call in in a little bit. We're waiting for a guest. Uh, we got a couple of minutes. Uh, see if we can get them on board. If not, we'll move on to some other things. But I did want to mention this. Uh, Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month has been uh, announced. It is sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Uh, this is a band that I think that uh, Matt Calper and our sales department will love. Uh, the band is called Sixth Century. Sixth Century. Yes. Sick. As uh, as in sick. Right. It's an, it, it, you, it almost sounds like Sixth Century when you yeah. say it together, but Sixth Century. Uh, and you can uh, listen to Jackson's show. some bad news. You're sick. Uh, Wednesdays at uh, six. And it's going to last for 100 years. You're sick. That's right. Sixth century. Uh, Take two aspirin and call me in a hundred years. Wednesday at six thirty to uh, hear them, and you can go to wmmr dot com. <laughs> He's the uh... sick. I love to love you, baby. Sick. <laughs> Wait, who does that song? I is love that, is that Donna Summer? Baby. I think it might be. Uh... I don't remember, but I like the sick part of it. (laughs) Uh, So anyhow, they are the local artist uh, shot or local shots artist of the month. You can go to WMMR.com to keep up on all that stuff. All right. All that stuff. Our guest is ready to go. Yeah. Uh, He's on to talk about the second annual sneaker ball. Uh, Art and soul school (laughs) supply and sneaker drive. And it is Thursday. Uh, it's going to be at V on the North Broad Street, and uh, yeah, we'll get all the details from him. And right here is this where we're coming up, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Our good friend, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, Mr. Rodney McLeod. Hey, 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 hey. Morning, Rodney. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? We're good, man. Nice to have you on. How was your uh, your holiday weekend and everything? Holiday weekend was good. 
uh, took it took it uh, easy uh, this year. I would say relaxed a lot, a lot more than I probably have in the past, which was good. Uh, and and probably in preparation for uh, this event coming up, you know, tomorrow. But it yeah. was good. Caught some fireworks. That's um, cool. Roof what- and. Um, with the wife, so it was good. Good Actually, for you. Yeah, yeah. When you when you've got these events coming up, it can kind of consume your time, and uh, and I and I totally get it. I know exactly what that's all about. Uh, so this is uh, tomorrow night, and uh, yeah, we, we've talked to you about the sneaker ball before. Tell people about it. What's going on? Uh, who don't know uh, what sneaker ball is all about? Yeah, so sneaker ball is our uh, fundraiser event. Uh, it's uh, an event where. Uh, fashion meets philanthropy. Uh, we're encouraging everybody to um, not only wear your sneakers uh, with a suit or a dress, but also, you know, enter the event with a, uh, a donation of a pair of sneakers or school supplies uh, for kids for us to donate back into the community. Um, there will be a lot in store. There's, you know, sneaker activations going on. We have an amazing sneaker museum. Uh, where we're going to be featuring some of the top selections from 2021, 2022, um, and also a special tribute to Virgil Abloh uh, with his off-white Nike collection um, for him, you know, his his passing and giving uh, paying homage to him. Uh, they're also, you know, we got the VIP going on. Um, it's a different vibe this year. The V has, you know, it, it's a nice venue and they have an outdoor aspect to it. So, mm-hmm. Uh, some of our guests will be able to enjoy the outdoors, you know, uh, hand roll cigars. Uh-huh. Ooh. Uh, we have some great sponsors, you know. Yeah, they're they're gonna, um, you know, participate in the event. But it's a it's a fun evening. Uh, sneakers is a great way to bring a lot of people together. Great conversation starter, but all um, for a great cause and supporting our youth in Philadelphia and our mission um, at Change Our Future um, and the things that we have going on. So uh, encouraging everybody to go out. You know, grab your tickets. Tickets are still on sale. Uh, the event is tomorrow night. Uh, but it's just a great evening. And, um, you know, it, it, it was high energy last year. It was a lot of fun. Um, and it's all going back to a great cause, like I said. It's great. Yeah. Um, hey, Rod, how long have you, have you always been a, a sneakerhead? Or do you consider yourself to be a sneakerhead? Yeah, I mean, I, I have a nice little collection uh, that I've been able to uh, develop over over my years. But uh, I'm probably not as extreme, but I, I'm probably somewhere, you know, middle to high, I would say. Um, middle to high, know, how many pairs? How, how many pairs are we talking? Middle to high. Can't count. I'm using closets. <laughs> closets around the house. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm to store some of my shoes. All right, my so wife probably hates me. Yeah. You, you said something. You said sneaker activation. I don't know what that is. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they'll just be different um, sneaker uh, experiences going on uh, throughout the, the, the venue. And okay. one of those is our sneaker museum where we kind of take you through through time. We feature a lot of classics, retros, uh, some uh, earlier um, current sneakers. And like I said, we'll have a, a special tribute uh, to Virgil. So I'm very excited about that. That's actually going to be uh, done by a good friend of mine, uh, Los Angeles. Uh, he has a store and his name is Jeff. But yeah, it's, um, it's exciting, man. So, uh, what you talk about the history of sneakers? How I mean, I'm I'm I guess I'm out of the loop. How how far back were sneakers a thing? When when did sneakers first make their appearance? Do you have any idea? 
Um, that's a I do not. Okay, I do not. that's a great question. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would imagine like. Ancient like, Egypt, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I, Air Jordanians. I feel like sneakers really started to become a thing in the eighties. I think, right? Um, that's what that's. Yeah, I mean, well, it became the thing. No, I, I remember. I remember the first pair of Nikes, and it was probably nineteen seventy eight, nineteen seventy nine, and for some reason. Seventy-two. Okay. I, when I was first aware of them, it was wow. uh, around that time. So, wow, yeah. and that's when they started taking on a designer. Right. It mm-hmm. became a thing other than just that bin in the supermarket where your right. mother would would buy the you know the, the cheap pair that were clipped together. Yeah. And then you go back to Run DMC was were the first artists yeah. to get endorsed. They were endorsed Adidas. by Adidas after yeah. that Walk This Way video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and then he had a song called My Adidas. Yeah, yeah and that. Yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. And by the way, Rodney, I wanted to ask. So, so through through the night, you know, since you are this is your event, this is a, you know this is a big deal. Will you be doing sneaker changes throughout the evening? Not unlike you know a famous actress would at a at an event where she would change her dress or something like that. You should go through a series of shoes that night. I would think. I should actually. That that is a great idea uh, that I might have to now consider. Yeah. <laughs> Have a special room. One last year, and my plan was six to one this year. But yeah, I have to. All right. Hey, um, listen, you're not on the Eagles anymore, which totally sucks. But I'm okay with you being on the uh, Colts. (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't call me to consult on, uh, you know, which organization would join. But uh, when do you guys start your training camp? Uh, We start July 26th is report date. Okay, so Uh, coming up pretty soon. Yeah, um, you know, good luck to you. I hope we see you guys in the Super Bowl, and, and ultimately you lose <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Well, you've already got a ring, and, and so that's fine. But, uh, you know, I wish you nothing but the best, and, you know, I want you to have, like, all the, you know, the happiness and, and contentment and success all the way up until you're lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Well, you know, we actually play uh, Philly this year, too, during the regular season. So, okay. you know, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a little matchup before we get before we get to the Super Bowl preview. Is that in in Indy? Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I've never. Uh, you know. Maybe I'll come out to that one if you want to get me some tickets. Uh, the last time <laughs> hey, that the <laughs> we, we do we do we do have those tickets uh, part of our uh, auction. Oh, uh, not very nice. So, so we do have we do have some tickets. You know, for that game, it, it was only right. It was only right. We had to we had to throw that in there. Nice. Uh, any friends going to be joining you at the event uh, tomorrow night, Rodney? Yeah, there'll be some uh, some actually some current and former Eagles players, so I'm excited about that. Cool. Uh, Jason Avant, uh, we're actually honoring Connor Baldwin uh, for uh, our Game Changer Award for his work in the community. Uh, Jordan Malata, um, Brian Westbrook. So, um, you know, very excited. Quinn Michael um, and a few other uh, guys as well. So, glad to have those guys support. Uh, you know, uh, been been uh, building with those guys over the years and knowing them, and obviously their resume and name speaks for themselves. Uh, but I'd be excited to to have them be a part of this event. And, no, uh, it's it's, it's a great thing, and it, it's great that you're keeping it local and and helping out and continuing to do that. Yep. So tomorrow night, seven p.m., ten p.m. V. Great venue, yeah. and that, like Rodney was saying, there'll be indoor, outdoor, some really cool things going on. Obviously, lots of things for you to win too. But tickets and donations are available at Change Our Future. Dot org and go and uh, support the event and uh, support a friend, Rodney. So great to hear from you, man. Enjoy the rest of the week, and uh, we'll catch up again soon, all right? All right, guys, I appreciate it. Enjoy the day. Anytime, man. Rodney McLeod, yeah! guys. Yeah!
that sounds like a cool event, and he should definitely change shoes throughout the night. Yeah, I think oh, so. A big thing. I wonder what. So, what currently is the most expense in that athletic? Oh, Air I, Jordans. God. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, mean, there's I so many. There's right. um, I, actually, I mean, like crazy expenses. It's, it's an industry these days. Yeah, I, I mean, think it is. I think it was at the King of Prussia Mall. I just passed a store that does like the the modifications to the shoes. Okay, and there's a guy. I, I'm pretty sure it was King of Prussia Mall, but there was a guy in the store with you know whatever Nikes he had, and he was doing the work right there. It was actually really cool to see. Yeah. And some of those, uh, you know, even. Even though they, they change them, they can be really expensive. It's crazy because you'll go to the mall and you will go into these secondhand sneaker stores. And you're like, it, it is anything but, a, you know, far from a thrift shop. Yeah. Because you're going and buying these shoes that are a couple of, you know, years old. And they are... Four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, six hundred. You know, God, and so like, and you buy them not really to wear them. <laughs> no, <laughs> that is so foreign to me. I, I just, you know, I, it just it does not does it's so on my radar. My at all. son, my my friend's son is fifteen years old, and that is his job now. So I think his dad gave him uh, like two hundred bucks to buy a pair of Nikes that had just been released. He bought those, sold them for double. And then now that is his deal. He's yeah, a sneaker he, broker. He's a, a broker. sneaker. He's a sneaker flipper. Yeah. Yeah. Sneaker wow. flipper. Uh-huh. All right. So wait a minute. The, you said this. There's a place at the mall where they work on these shoes. Yeah. Like they they it's like they mod them is what they they yeah. call. It. They you modify remember, like, the the um, name brand shoe. I'm not actually. We talked about it a while ago because I'm not actually sure how it's legal, but. Um, yeah, they're they're modifying the shoe and changing it to make it a one of a kind. Sometimes uh, it isn't. You remember who is the the um, the Nike sued the um, the musician yeah. the, with, with the devil, the Diablos or uh-huh. whatever. Right, it was. Right, right. But that was because he was mass producing them and selling them. Okay, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, no, you're allowed to do whatever you want to your own. Yeah, sneakers. if you own the shoes, well, but, yeah, but, but then you guy, can't sell them yeah, under this, that brand name, I guess. No, yes. You should, yeah, you well, can. I don't know. I don't know well, if this guy is working on other people's shoes or if he's working on them and then sell. It looked mm. like he's selling them in the store. <laughs> yeah. It so how, why would you have a store where you I don't bring your shoes on mod them? All right. By modding them, can you give me an example? Like what they would do? They put uh, like your name on it, or I mean, they can. But like some of them, like you know, where like the Nike, um, the, swoosh. the swoosh would be yeah. like. Underneath, they'll put you know different colors or a pattern, or they'll draw, or they'll put different fabric. Okay. So yeah, they'll they'll color the shoe, the sole, like they they do everything. They okay. do this with expensive handbags too. Like you can get them hand painted, so you can do ones that it's like buying a piece of art. Like you can get ones that already have a theme, or you can commission someone to do something special for you. Okay, it's a lot somebody of money. Te- whatever it is, somebody texted and said the owner is Jeff. He's a great guy. Oh. So there you go. All right. Good for you, Jeff. So here's the deal. I bought a pair of Jordan Retro 4 Flynets uh, in royal blue. I bought them for 110 bucks. I mean, I could sell them now for $200. But if they were never worn, did you wear them? I would never wear them. <laughs> He's trying to sell them. <laughs> no, I didn't buy them. To, the whole notion of buying clothes and not we- not wearing shoes is like what? I I'm with this thing. Yeah, shoes are basically functional, for right? Me. And, and if they look good, great. Well, but, but I wear I, them to get around. You them. remember when you get your your sneakers on? Then like you're brand new, and the first scuff you got on them, yeah. but that that disappeared quickly because guess what? You, you, it's what happens. Yeah. Well, I got really into sneakers, and I own a lot of sneakers, but. 
my problem and not really a problem, <laughs> but I wear them. You know what I mean? Yes. So so the, some of the ones, I have some older versions of them, but I've worn them. So they're not going to be worth anything. But yes, I think... Do you have any Debbie Gibsons? Electric Youth Line? Electric Youth <laughs> No, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, like a fluorescent green, fluorescent pink shoe. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, but Pancake has a ton of them. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get this world either until this past year. I bought my first pair of Nikes. I had not worn Nikes since like the early 2000s right. when some punk band said something on stage about like Nike and skateboarding and something and I stopped buying it. But so uh, this year I broke down and, and I got it instantly. Like I bought these Nikes that I really liked and I was like, ooh, I, I don't, it's raining outside. I don't want to wear yeah. these sneakers. Oh, totally. And like as thing. soon as you get it and I got these right, Adidas so, and I was like, mm, maybe so they're like, today. they're like dress shoes for you. Like you take them out uh, for the right occasion. They're a fashion. They're they're, they're not. not. Yeah. They, so Preston, you yeah. and I would wear them to go out and do stuff. <laughs> yes. They're going to wear them as a as a fashion statement yeah. as opposed to. Yeah. And that's completely fine. I, mean, I still I'm wear both. them. I would still wear them every day. But she's right. When like I have rain shoes, but not necessarily <laughs> like you know shoes that you. I just have shoes that I would wear. Right. Different sneakers that I'll wear in the rain. I'm not going to wear my nice Nikes. I, I do take good care of my golf shoes. Well, I yeah, clean see, them. Like I that. polish them. I do that whole thing. I want them to look nice and also yeah. be functional. Well, that's I, I, the same I thing. It's the exact same thing. You're you're just doing it with golf shoes. Right. I get new hiking shoes every four months. Because I'm, I'm clocking miles every day. And then you so, put the other ones in the display case. Uh, then put them in the display case uh, with my fingers. Yeah. They go right to Goodwill. Yeah. So, or any, yeah. any charity that'll Because yeah. they're not so worn that you can't. But for me, I, I can definitely tell the difference. How much are Pierre's, Pierre's Louboutin? Right? They're Louboutins. They, they were a gift and they were thousands of dollars. No. I mean, thousands no. of dollars? No, they were. I would guarantee you they're at least a thousand plus. Yeah. Yeah. Like ar- around that. But they're, they're, Loub- they're Louboutin. What are they? Sneakers. But yeah. what, what are they? They're a riff on, on a, are they classic? Uh, they look like Chuck Taylors. Chuck they're, Taylors. They're, yeah, Louboutin, like Chuck Taylors, yeah. yeah. But listen, there are there are fashion sneakers and there are function sneakers, you know? Like all the kids these days are wearing uh, Air Force Ones, you know? They're not wearing Air Force Ones to go, you know, play on the basketball court. You have your basketball shoes and then, so, and then you have your fashion shoes. Okay. So. Oh, man, we used to have the cheapest ass, literally. My mother would purchase there was a big bin of sneakers at the King Cullen supermarket. Yeah. She'd pick out the size. There was a piece of plastic that had them both held together. You'd clip it and start wearing them. I they- feel like Jordan, when, when the Air Jordans came out, that was the that was the Nirvana smells like teen spirit of sneakers. Yes. It changed everything. Mm-hmm. It absolutely changed everything. Yes, uh, Maurice, you had um, some shell tops from uh, uh, Adidas mm-hmm. or uh, you know uh, your your uh, gazelles or whatever that were a little bit. But it was the it was the Air Jordan that that really I think changed the whole uh, complexion of sneakers in this world. I was a Reebok high top guy. Uh, back oh. before Air Jordan, yeah. and uh, and it would have like the double Velcro straps on the top <laughs> oh, and the yeah, high tops. Yeah. Oh, you remember yeah. that? Yeah. You, two of them. Totally. Like you need those. Yeah, Frankenstein, need oh. right? They're like Frankenstein. Oh, size. there were there were buckles and clips and laces and all kinds of stuff on those. Shoes. Preston, was it Converse that had the pump? No, that was Reebok, and I had pumps. <laughs> oh, man. You remember that? You could pump yeah. the shoe yeah. up. Yeah. One of my sweetest memories of uh, my father, so I had a Saturday detention. 
And my dad picked me up from Saturday detention. You figure I'd be in trouble for, right. you know, be. And I bought me a new pair of sneakers, brought me to the mall, and Good I got blah. a new pair, and I got a new way to pair go, of son. Uh, yeah, waiting. <laughs> no, I, I think. Listen, I think it was one of those I love you no matter what type of deal. Oh, that's right? cool. And, uh, and so, but I got the, the tennis ball. I don't play tennis, but I, the tennis ball ones were the coolest looking yeah, ones. Yeah. <laughs> I almost bought, remember, uh, they had, Nike had Spongebob sneakers. Yeah, and oh, my I, God, yeah. I yeah. walked by the store. I happened to be at the mall, and I walked by, and I, I went over to the line. I was like, what are you guys all waiting in line for? And they said the Spongebob Nike sneakers, and I was like, oh, let me take a look. And the guy was like, what? Did you fall in love? Well, no, he said to me, he goes, what size are you looking for? I was looking for Jace, because yeah. at the time, he yeah. loved Spongebob. So I told the guy, he's like, we have those sizes. I was like, you know what? Maybe oh. I'll get him a pair. Like, this would be cool. They were like, I think they were like 250 bucks, and I was like... <sighs> For a kid who's gonna what who's destroy gonna, him? No, well, you destroy him and and grow out of them in less. Oh than yeah, you. I was yeah. like, oh no, I'm not yeah. waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Not well, look them up now. So we have it. We have a the, the screen here in the studio. Pull up the Patrick Star ones because if I were to get the SpongeBob ones, I would get the the, the Patrick Star sneakers. And they they are the Kyrie's, by the way, Kyrie Irving. So he, you know that's the the design of the shoe is is Kyrie's, I guess, brand, right? Um, and so it was probably, Kath, I would say retail, it, there's well, no way it was 250 It was probably see, 150 I, I, retail. No, no. I am unimpressed by these. They're just, they're just pastels and, and, uh. Yeah. But it's also because they're exclusive. Yeah. And then that kind of I mean, did you in. see the, uh, the Grateful Dead ones that they released? Did, you, there, couldn't, you, there, couldn't, you couldn't get your hands on them. Would there be anything about them that would indicate? What, what what indicated they were Grateful Dead? Uh, well, they were colory. They were um, they had texture to them. Oh, yeah, colory. Uh, were they uh, were they uh, tie dye or like, not quite tie dye? But they had texture to them. And is this the picture like that we're looking at? Fuzzy. That, yeah, they, they kind of have a fuzzy appearance. It might have had a dancing bear on them as well. I, okay. I would describe them as like skinned dead bears. I like don't know it's what like that means. well, dead bears are like like a stuffed animal, like a like the Grateful Dead bears. Skin dead bears. Say, <laughs> say Grateful Dead. Oh, bears. Grateful, Grateful Dead, dead bears. bears. Oh, not like actual, like bear rugs. <laughs> Why are there grizzly bear heads? It's fur, guys. It's yeah. fur. Yeah, these are all dead bears. <laughs> uh, dead bears. Grateful Dead. The yeah. dancing bears. And okay. they have the dancing bears on the tongues. Okay. All okay. right. All right. Well, all right. I tried to get my hands on the green one, and I could not. And what were they going for? Uh, I just wanted to get them for retail, and if retail, maybe like one fifty or maybe even up to two hundred or whatever. But again, I would wear them for fashion. They'd probably sit in my closet for a little bit, and then maybe twenty years down the road, I might be able to sell them for a thousand bucks. I don't know. Right. Preston, would you approve if I spent two hundred and twenty-five dollars on golf shoes? Uh, that's a higher end, but, uh, but yes, I'd be okay. With that. Do they make a massive difference? <laughs> golf shoes? Yes. Oh God, yeah. Okay, so how, how does it affect? Like, uh, it uh, the the uh, the it, it uh, firms your stance, right? So you don't slip when you're when you're swinging the golf. Course. I can see that yeah. where where I have less of a uh, of a belief in the efficacy of a particular shoe suited to a sport is like bowling. Like I bowled just as well as sneak regular sneakers. Oh no, I disagree. No, no, you you no, need to slide. Yeah, you need to you need yeah. slippery shoes when when bowling. In no fact, doubt. we used to. There was a trick we used to do. If for some reason you uh, like got some moisture on the bottom of your of your um, uh, of your bowling shoe, yeah. Uh, Casey, this is back when you could smoke inside everywhere. Uh, back in the good take an ashtray, <laughs> take an ashtray, dump it out, and rub oh. the ashes on the bottom of your shoe, and you could slide again. When we were kids, we used to just golf. Not golf. 
Bowl. Golf and bowling yeah. shoes. We or would, bowling we golf shoes. shoes. In <laughs> spikes. No. We go golf bowling. In socks, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, we would go there. See, side. the yeah. weird thing is I, I think I bowl better with the traction. And, I, and that's always, I guess probably that's the way I learned to bowl. Mm. I have some pretty good bowling shoes. But I, I, I don't know. I'm thrown off by that. Well, so it's probably because I'm a lousy bowler. That'll help, too. Yeah. I went to that uh, PGA Superstore that you guys mentioned in Plymouth Meeting, and I always thought that uh, golf shoes were lame, and then I found these G4s, mm-hmm. and they're pretty awesome. Uh, $225. Yeah, they're, well... That's yeah, pricey, man. Yeah, sometimes golf shoes can be a status symbol as well, and they can they can be really, really expensive. My golf what about, shoes I, I get uh, uh, Skechers myself. Yeah. What about SpongeBob golf shoes? <laughs> That'd be awesome. My golf shoes look like orthopedic shoes. I mean, they're, they're, there's nothing special to them. You look at them, it looks like an old guy at yeah. the supermarket, yeah. you know, but they work for me. Are so. you lost, old-timer? Yeah. <laughs> but mine are, it's for comfort. Let's throw the holes in the grass. Uh, well, these are going to be on full display at uh, Rodney McLeod's event, and that's why we got started on this conversation. But he's doing the uh, the sneaker ball, uh, and that is uh, tomorrow night. But that, that'll be cool. And, yeah, Pancake, I would like to see his oh. full array yeah. of, of collection. And hats. Yeah. Well, and hats is what yeah. he has more of, but I would like to see his shoes, too. He's, he's got hundreds and hundreds we of We should hats. do a, a, a Pancake version of Cribs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do a video a tour of all his collection. Right. I think it'd be great. Well, all right. Well, listen, we do need to take a break because we're going on TV this morning. We, ah. have, we got Fox a good day to do, so we'll come back in a moment. And you know what? I would like to give uh, some of these away. I have a four-pack of tickets uh, for, in fact, these are VIP tickets for Philadelphia Zoo Summer Ale Fest. You have to be at least 21. And we'll take call number 18 at 215-263-WMMR. So that VIP ticket includes one hour early access to the event at 6 p.m., Evening admission to the zoo, souvenir tasting cup, and unlimited beer sampling. Yeah. Uh, and there will be lots of cool food trucks there. Philly Hots will be there. Uh, Byzantium uh, Empire and Iron Hills Roaring Lion Pale Ale. They're bringing that in today, but these food trucks will be there. And it's at the Philadelphia Zoo. So call her 18. You get it. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Beef file coming up next. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Football is back, and this Eagles season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2023 Eagles season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I want to thank uh, Chef Tom from Philly Hods and Kelly and Emma Rildo. That's a cool name. Isn't that a great name? Uh, They're from uh, Byzantium Empire. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Byzantium. Yes. Byzantine Empire. Yes. It's but, uh, like Argentium. Uh, but anyhow, they they brought in uh, food. It's for the Philadelphia Zoo Summer Ale Fest is going on. And uh, Tom had me try their um, Philly Hots has this uh, spinach coleslaw. You were raving about it's it. It's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. It's exactly what I needed this morning. Mm. Do you know what they also have, which is a wonderful thing? Mm-mm. It's uh, it's beautiful. It's uh, homemade potato chips. Oh. That's a, I love homemade I love potato chips. And they have like a like a spicy mayo in there oh. for the for the cheesesteaks and stuff like that. So yeah, they brought in some good good eats. So uh, we thank them. 
uh, for being here this morning. We'll do some more giveaways. We got uh, VIP tickets that we have uh, for the event, which is uh, coming up on Saturday the 16th. So that's a week from this Saturday. Um, also, don't forget that we have new Word of the Week prize. We have pit tickets to see Dead & Company Sunday, July 10th. So that's this coming Sunday. Um, at Citizens Bank Park, and you only need three letters because we will give that away on Friday. Bless you. Thank you. And we need the first letter at the end of the show today. So that is coming up, and a little later on this morning, Tom Papa is going to be on the program, and I know we have some other giveaways, too. Oh, yeah, Love and, uh, Love and Thunder uh, Thor screening. We'll do the last of our screening passes because that is tonight, tonight. by the way. Um, so any moment now, we should be hearing some music as we're going to go live on uh, Fox Good Day this morning. Alex is out, so it'll be Mike and Karen. Uh, we'll check in with those guys and see what they want to talk about. And, of course, I've got some B-File stories. We're going to follow up on that. We have a, a secret text word. To so exciting. A yeah. lot happening today, friends. I'll tell you what the secret text word prize is in a moment. In the meantime, Fox Good Day. We're going to do that now. Okay, Georgetown, Delaware there. Hey, Preston and Steve, hey. I got one for you now. Karen's with me today. Hi, Karen. Uh, one young woman was left with more than a broken heart, and speaking of organs, when her boyfriend dumped her, she found out that he was cheating on her after she reportedly had given him one of her kidneys, and she talked about it on TikTok. Here it oh is. My I swear she's going to say something. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. It's just a silent video. It said oh. that she donated to oh. her dying boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So that was the other you know thing we weren't included. She's so annoying because she didn't talk on her TikTok video that yep. I'm, I'm siding with the boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me too. I agree. Yeah. And he was dying. Take so her it's other not kidney. like, yeah. yeah. So. I once had an occasion where I had a girl write a term paper for me and then I broke up with her <gasps> after that. Is this kind of the same thing? It's exactly the same thing. Pretty much the yeah, same yeah. thing. A kidney and a term paper are absolutely listen interchangeable. If I didn't, if I hadn't gotten a good grade, my dad was going to kill me. So there you go. You would have lost well, your life. It's a medical concern. Similar situation. Yeah. 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 Uh, is Kathy there today? Yes. She is. Yeah. Have you ever loved somebody so much you'd give an organ to them? Um, no, have but I ever, one gave no. one to her. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about that. No, I I can't go through surgery. I don't. If I could donate something, I probably would. But I'm so terrified of everything. She, I wouldn't be able to go through the surgery. Talk about the Botox. <laughs> uh, Casey, is he there today? I'm right here. Yes. Okay. Have I ever loved anybody that I would donate an organ to them? Yes. I have children. Yes, I would donate my anything to, you know, I would donate my my heart. <laughs> I mean, like I would take my beating heart out of my chest and give it to any one of my kids. Seriously? My wife. Yes. What about when they act up? You'd be dead. You yeah. wouldn't have a father. <laughs> Come on, you're a father. You wouldn't give your life, yeah. You understand. I'd give up anything. Can, and, well, and can can Mike sure. farm some of your kids' organs if he needs them? <laughs> Not my kids. <laughs> yes. As All a matter right. of fact, he could. So what should this woman do? I mean, rip, I, I, rip it out, take it back. I mean, can she sue him? And by the no, way, no, no, they're, 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 the process of this, this is something that you go, there's all sorts of checks and balances. It's not like you ever, hold on to that receipt in case something goes it's wrong. It's like the engagement ring yeah. thing. It was a gift. You gave right. it to right. them. Oh, my God. I think you might be right. You know what I mean? Wouldn't it suck if some, he sees walking around with, you know, he then he gives the kidney to someone else? Like, it didn't even matter? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's... <laughs> 
It's unfortunately she's she's just she's screwed on this. It's, you know, it yeah. just did happen. And yeah. by the way, they had only been together a year. Uh, that's that's kind of dumb, honestly. Yeah. I, I I know if you're into someone, but but uh, that's that's a big thing to give when you're not quite sure how it's going to break. I don't know. Yeah, I've mm. met women that were so attractive. I think I might give up an order. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe on a first date. Yeah. Some people just do it. To give literally the gift of life, yeah. so it's when I think I'm going to agree. It's one of those like you've given it, and you just have to like well, you know you're yeah. helping somebody. He was a dying person. You helped to save yeah. his life. To so. that point, Karen, the the uh, you remember this? I think it was uh, wasn't it Selena Gomez? Yeah. Right? Didn't she? She uh, her friend she donated did. at that time. Best friend donated a kidney, and yeah. then they like had a fight. Mm-hmm. So oh, really, and they're no longer friends. But that friend donated a kidney. To her, so you know. All right, I, maybe I maybe not one? donate. Maybe like rent. If I give you a lease kidney. with an option to buy. No, but like, how about you ins- <laughs> have a pool installed in my house or something? You know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy that. me a new car. Imagine this woman seeing her ex-boyfriend with her kidney in his body dating another oh, woman. Man. Mm. Oh man, that's tough. Man, see him out at a restaurant. Hey, yeah. Give me that kidney back. <laughs> I could see. That. <laughs> or just do the old thing, like just put him in a bath of ice, knock, drug him, and then you know, <laughs> the him old urban legend. Yeah. Yep. Oh see you guys. All right, guys. Yeah. We'll Take see you in. later. All right. Um, so with that, we need to do the bizarre file. I think it's a perfect time to dive into it. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. Let's get some stories for you, gang. We are going to start with this one and try. To follow along the quotes that I will read right. because some of them I just don't understand. All right. So a Jacksonville, Florida man has been accused of murdering his neighbor's rooster. And now a feud between the two has ended in a 30-hour j- jail stay and a lot of fighting. So he murdered, has been accused of murdering his yes. rooster. So James Nix says that it happened mid-May of this year. He said, I didn't know to give it a 21-gun salute. CPR, mouth-to-mouth, do you know? Or call the chicken ambulance. This is what I meant by follow the, <laughs> okay. the quotes because I don't All know right. what these people are talking about. <laughs> um, so Jason DeFelice believes that his neighbor killed the pet rooster on purpose, saying, I lose them to animals but I was not expecting to lose them to my neighbor. That was like that was like my friend. It must have hurt more. Uh, Nix says that it only happened because a rooster was attacking him. He said, I'm defending myself. You know, I was fearing for my safety, and the chicken died. He said his side of the story was this. I just checked my mail, turn around and go, and I hear bang, 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 bang. And I turn around, and there's a chicken out there in the street. And I say, oh, boy, here we go. Turn around. Walk to my place. Bang, 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 bang. Now the chicken's in my yard. Now its neck flares up. What is this bang, bang, what is bang the, stuff he's what, talking was, about? Was the chicken packing a gun? I have no idea what this idiot is saying. He said that uh, what Bang, hap- bang, 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 bang. He said that what happened next was an accident. He said, so I pick up a stick in the yard and I try to hit it. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. But the chicken's jumping up at me and I accidentally knocked it in the head, you know? Call it a lucky shot, whatever. So I says to myself... So when uh, when Defelice came home, all he saw was his dead pet rooster. He said, "I didn't see my rooster at first, so I knew something was up because he always came comes and chased me." Uh, he said, "Then I can't wait to get home and have my rooster chase me." Then I went to his yard and I yelled at him, and he finally came out and said he killed him. 
Kids in the neighborhood told Nix, uh, told him that Nix, who lives right across the street, had beaten the rooster. Nix says he confronted him, rooster in hand. He said, he's yelling and screaming in my yard, and I just told him to leave. And that's when Defelice took action. He said, I'm calling JSO. I called JSO, but JSO didn't know nothing. And I couple well, first I made a mistake and called the JDL, which is the Jewish Defense League. He said, and a couple of days later, I realized I could call animal control. After animal control investigated, Nix was arrested for animal cruelty. And so uh, Nix says, next thing you know, he calls the chicken police on me. <laughs> I had no idea there were the chicken police. Nix said he doesn't understand why his neighbor could have called the police on him. He said, chickens die every day. People at churches, Popeyes, Kentucky Fried Chicken. He's making a point. Yeah, he is making I'm a point. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, but he murdered his neighbor's owned chicken. So they say, so you know, I'm going to have to take you in. Yeah, believe so. All right, moving on. Another animal story of sorts. Fish are falling from the sky in parts of San Francisco, and a boom in coastal anchovy populations is to blame. <laughs> this is very similar to the chicken story. So this makes no sense. Steve, do you think Tony Bennett likes the town where the fish Absolutely. are where anchovies are raining from the sky? It's wonderful. It looks like they fall down on the poop and they look like Jimmy's. Uh <laughs> Reddit user San Franny posted earlier this month San Franny that about a dozen I've slept with her. Eight <laughs> A dozen eight-inch silver fish rained down from the sky onto their friend's roof and back deck. Several other users uh, commented with similar similar experiences. One person saying they heard a whoosh sound behind me and heard a massive splat. Bang, 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 bang. Before seeing fish scattered on a nearby driveway. Another commented that they almost got hit by a fish waiting for a bus in the Castro. And a third person said they assumed a band of roving kids were doing a TikTok sardine throwing challenge on a roof somewhere after seeing several fish fall onto Outer Richmond sidewalk. Sometimes water spouts will pick fish up and you'll get that situation, but this seems really weird. This is different. Local fishers and researchers are blaming seabirds that because of an explosion in the anchovy population off the coast of the Bay Area now have more fish than they know what to do with. They love their anchovies. Uh, Larry Collins, a president of the San Francisco Community Fishing Association, said, I heard stories last week. Birds and fish, a match made in heaven. From guys who said that the water out there was just covered with thousands of birds, and the birds were just sitting there on the water with anchovies in their mouths because they can't eat anymore. It was a sight to behold. So I guess they're flying around and they're dropping them, and that's what's happening. Oh. So you know why, Preston? Why? Because there's so many anchovies. That's right. Lots of anchovies and poop. And that's San Francisco for you, San gang. Francisco. All right. Days after meal kit service, Daily Harvest announced a voluntary recall of one of its pro- excuse me products, the company has been hit with uh, two lawsuits from individuals who said that they had their gallbladders removed what? after consu- <laughs> consuming it. Daily Harvest, a direct consumer brand that relied on a, ne- a network of online influencers to promote its projects. I've uh, seen these. Uh, announced earlier this month the, the voluntary recall of its French lentil and leek crumbles. Oh, my God. I heard about this. After people who consumed it reportedly became ill. Doesn't it say right on the container, might cause your gallbladder to have to be removed? <laughs> Several influencers told CNN Business last week that they spent time in the hospital with mysterious symptoms that puzzled doctors, including intense gastrointestinal pain Jeez. and extremely elevated liver enzymes. I had that last week, and it's very painful. You think you're having a heart attack, 
but I didn't have this. On Wednesday, Luke Wesley Pearson, a content creator from Portland, filed a personal injury lawsuit against Daily Harvest in an Oregon court. The complaint states that Pearson was healthy, had no significant health problems prior to consuming the crumbles. And apparently became violently ill, required Jeez. hospitalization, and endured the surgical remover of his glob- gallbladder. Well, on, we're looking at the containers here, Preston. On each one, it says which organ you want removed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So don't cho- just choose the gallbladder. <laughs> yeah. One. Uh, Carol Ann Reddy, a Daily Harvest customer, is also suing the company after she said she was also hospitalized and had her gallbladder removed after consuming the crumbles. What do they think of the, the ingredients in it that might be leading to this? Uh, the complaint recounts two emergency room visits in May after consuming the product twice. She described the pain as a 9 out of 10. And uh, Jeez. Reddy was eventually diagnosed with liver and gallbladder dysfunction. And doctors said the recommended course of action was to remove her gallbladder. Last week, the company posted an update to its website saying that it had received approximately 470 reports of illness Whoa. or adverse reactions. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. And that approximately 28,000 units of the recalled product were distributed to customers in the United States uh, from April 28th to June 17th. Uh, the founder said in an update that the company is working 24 hours a day, seven days a week to determine the root cause behind the, the health issues. So as of now, they don't know, but people are getting so bad they need I, surgery. I had those, and I liked them. Okay. They're the good, Daily Harvest? Quick, yeah. Quick, quick prepared food, right? It's, it's, uh, they're like smoothies. You just add like water or milk or whatever. You throw oh. it in your blender. And okay. And your bladder's gone in a week. <laughs> your bladder is gone yeah. in a week. Wow. All right. And that's all I have time for in the Bizarre File for now. I would like to give away the last... Of the Thor Love and Thunder screen. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Since it's the last day. It is for tonight. And I'm going to give away the last tickets. Let's take callers 16 and 17 at 215-263-WMMR. The UA King of Prussia, 7 p.m. Callers 16 and 17. You get the last of the passes and you get to see the movie before anybody else because it opens on Friday, July 8th. So let's get you on board for that tonight. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Don't forget Tom Papa, our good friend, joining us around 9 o'clock and more coming up. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Random text that came in says, hey, you know, you guys have me telling people that Gene Simmons is a chicken advocate for three years now. <laughs> Just found out this week that he is not. Oh, my God. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's a joke. And, and listen, if you're not around for the origin of the joke, you might not get it. Uh, that, no, there was, uh, it just goes back to a moment uh, Casey said he loved the version of uh, from it's one of the Muppets movies of chickens singing yes. uh, the song "F U" the CeeLo Green, Green song. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Steve jokingly jumped in and said Gene Simmons was almost like a you're almost like a judge on American Idol, right, and right. you were going on about how this is one of the greatest musical moments of all time. And from that moment, <laughs> Gene became a chicken uh, specialist. And this, yeah, this is what started it all. You're gonna love this. Listen if, carefully. If, if you hadn't heard it, then maybe. You... Uh, then you might have missed out on the fact that it was just a, a joke, and have believed that chicken Gene Simmons does in fact have a chicken fetish of sorts. Well, now it's become such a thing. It's funny. I though. love it. Uh, it the, my wife goes through this constantly, where I will tell things, I'll say things in jest with my yeah, you're straight serious delivery. thing, right? Yeah. And then she 
She'll relay that information. And she'll again. believe it later she'll, on. Oh, I'm going to murder you. As if it's fact. Yeah. So maybe you can do some fact-checking against our Daily Rush pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. feel yeah. free. Yeah. This one In goes fact, back to uh, May 2019. 2019 is when that started. It yep. says Gene Simmons Chicken. <laughs> so do a search on that. You can see the origin of Gene and his chicken fetish uh, at uh, our Daily Rush page or the Press and Steve uh, YouTube page. Yeah, and subscribe to our YouTube page because every time yeah. there's a new Daily Rush, you get a little alert. You get it. Um, okay, so <laughs> we're you know spending time down the shore. This is my second season uh, being a, a, a shore person now. Jersey shore Are you a person. Shuby now? Is that what they call? No, Shuby. Well, I guess so. I don't. I'm not. I don't live there. Okay. Rochelle and, and my daughter kind of live there. But anyhow, so Casey. And Chuck also have homes down there. And Casey and Chuck are constantly working on their property, on their house. They're, they're, they're hands-on. Fixer-uppers. They're hands-on guys. Yeah, they That's love the to do it. Yeah. I am not. I have my wife do that. That's yeah. just her job. <laughs> she and YouTube get the yes. work done. So, but, but Chuck and Casey are always working on stuff. So uh, Rochelle and I went by uh, Chuck's this weekend, and Chuck was... You know, working on an outdoor shower, which is a thing down at the shore, and he was just showing us all the stuff. And then he relays a little story because I didn't see Casey at all this weekend. Uh, happy birthday, by the way! Thank yes, you. happy birthday! Thank you. Uh, but I did uh, uh, run into Chuck, and he told me about an improvement that Casey was doing on his shore house, hmm. and also this little dilemma that he came across. So I thought it'd be you guys would be interested in hearing that. All right, yes. So. I appreciate you, and I think you're you're giving me way too much credit by telling anybody that I'm uh, I'm a hands-on type of guy. You're can, pretty good. Uh, you're pretty good. You do it. I mean, you're, you're, at least yeah. I get try. In there. Yeah, I try. I don't try. You and try. sometimes, sometimes I I succeed, but more times than not, whenever I am either building something or putting something together, I get to the point. Of where I'm putting it together, where I realize I messed up. I put something on backwards, and then I have to like retake things apart, flip something around, and it, and it's every single time. Well, and it's I get that. I, I think I, we've all done that, and you you fear that moment. That's why you you may not tighten things a thousand percent, you right. know. And you 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 take those little steps in case you have to. Uh, disassemble it and then re- rebuild it the other way. So it's not uncommon. Yeah. I mean, listen, a couple of months ago, I was at Harbor Freight down there and I was buying this this piece of uh, equipment and the lady, she's like, oh, keep your receipt because, you know, if you need to return it, you'll need your receipt. And I go, yeah. I go, oh, I'm definitely, you're definitely going to see me again because I, I always make mistakes. And right. sure enough, I got down there, I took the piece of machinery out, I started using it, and I was like, oh, this isn't what I need. I needed something completely different. And then I saw her about a half an hour later, I go, hey, remember me? <laughs> yeah. Did she remember yes. you? Yes, absolutely she remembered me. So I installed a ceiling fan onto our uh, our front porch because sometimes when you have a land breeze or if you have no breeze, the bugs are bad. And right. so getting a ceiling fan will, will keep the bugs Mitigates away. that. And, and we front, love yeah. them. I found out front porch sitting is a thing. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of people that say they just can't hang out on the front porch, and why not? It's great yeah. out there. So, yeah. Especially if you like your neighbors, and I like almost all of my neighbors, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and almost all of them are really, really great. We, have, we have a front uh, front porch. It's yeah. a nice thing to do. Oh, yeah. Your front porch is great. I love your front porch. But but the, this, the, that's a common thing is to have a, a ceiling fan. Yeah. On, on a, it's an old southern thing to have a slow-spinning right. um 
ceiling fan on a porch. Now, I installed a ceiling fan at my home a year ago, year and a half ago, something like that. So I'm like, okay, I know how to that do this. That still works. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's still that hasn't killed. Yeah. That hasn't killed anybody. <laughs> you know, and anybody listening right now, like, people are like, oh, my God, ceiling fan? That's like changing a light bulb. Okay, yes, for you. But for me, I basically, I went to the city works. I said, hey, can you shut down the power for the entire block? <laughs> right, yeah. Right, because I'm afraid of I hear you, man. electricity. I'm, I'm and- terrified of stuff like that. All right, so I was able to, uh, you know, I turned the breaker off. Turned the, uh, the the light switch off, so I was like, I was fairly certain that I was not going to electrocute myself. Right. Sure enough, like I, you know, I take the light apart. And <laughs> just here's the deal: I don't know if you hit the wire really fast and it is live. If it is going to, like, electrocute yeah. you or not. But I'm like, okay, let me just see if this thing is hot, right? So uh, I hit the wire real quick. Nothing happens. I'm like, okay. By the so, way, a little tip. Yes. If you're going to do it, do it with the back of your hand. Oh. Because uh, if you do catch a shock, sometimes it'll cause you to, to close your fist. <laughs> and then and then you're holding on to All it. Right. <laughs> All right. That's what I've been told by an electrician. If you're going to do it, use the back of your hand. Go All ahead. Right. So... Uh, I don't want to prolong the story any longer than it needs to happen. Uh, I get the I get the light off. Okay, right. I, I get the um, I get the mount bracket and everything installed in the fan. And on your porch, where, where is this going to sit? Is it in front of a window or where? Where? No, it's it's kind of like right in front of like uh, you know our, our door. Okay, right. So, but here's the deal. I told you. I always put things on backwards, right? So what we and so and the fan blades, you, you get a choice, right? And so one side of the fan blade is like uh, darker, and the other yeah. one's lighter. And so we decide on the on the darker side of the fan blades. I'm getting the third or the fifth fan blade on, and my mom comes out and she goes, "Oh, you're you're doing different colored fan blades." <laughs> <laughs> and I look, some of them were black and yeah. <laughs> so I got two fan blades that are completely the different. I'm like, oh my god! So I put those things in upside down right. like an idiot, mm-hmm. uh, and so I, I ended up fixing those. I get everything in order. I'm like, okay, this is great. All right, now I'm gonna go inside and I'm gonna. Turn everything on, and I'm going to see if if all of my work worked, right? Yeah. I'm going to see if the light goes on. I'm going to see if the fan goes on. I open up the door, and it smashes right into one of the fan blades. I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) There's not enough room for the door to open. I didn't check to see how long the fan blades were, how low the fan. It wasn't even a thought in my mind. That the door you never was went, going. No. You never went in and out of the house during the time you started installing the umbrella, and I, so you had no idea that the, the door was going to. Cl- I mean, yeah, the, yeah, fan. the umbrella. Yeah. Excuse me, no, the fan. It wasn't even a thought. It wasn't a thought because the last <laughs> thing that you do essentially is put the fan blades on. Right, right. right. So wasn't even was a thought. Oh, but no. the fan wasn't even on. Thank God the fan wasn't on when I did this because it would have like shattered the <laughs> entire <laughs> apparatus. Yeah, uh, and I was like, oh my God, you got to be effing how. How, how wide will the door open in its current state? So it opens probably about ninety degrees is is the the farthest it will open. It All doesn't right. open past um, any anywhere past so ninety you gotta, like, degrees. Squeeze out a little bit. The morbidly obese are not welcome <laughs> Wait, at the house. So ninety? Don't you mean forty five? No, no, okay. no. So so uh, ninety. Oh, right. So that would be this, is zero, do this is zero degrees. Bad. That's forty five. That's ninety. So it doesn't open past ninety degrees now. You say 45. I was, for for a hot minute there, I was like, well, you know, nobody really opens the door all the way, you know, because right. if you open the door 45 degrees, you were still safe. The, the fan blade didn't hit the door right. or anything like that. Now, by the way, it wasn't the length of the fan blade. It was how far the fan blade came down from the uh, ceiling. Right. Okay. Right. So, 
So, because Chuck was like, oh, could, you could just get shorter fan blades. And for a moment there, I was like, God damn it. Because I completely. Uh, the entire unit sits l- too, too low, low for your So, door. it didn't matter because I had 52-inch fan blades. It didn't matter. If, uh, and I ended up getting 44-inch fan blades. It didn't matter. <laughs> if it was 44 or 52, it, it doesn't was, matter. It was how far it came down. Um, and so for for a hot minute there, I was like, okay. I'm like, well, I guess we, we can move. I guess as long as... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We can move. That's it's just as simple as that, right? And the housing market is, is in our favor yeah. right now. Right? Oh, there's a place right over one block over. By no. the way, Casey, there's yeah. a text that says, I've never related someone more than Casey <laughs> in this moment. <laughs> You're not alone. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, but for for a good five to ten minutes... I just, I was going in, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I guess we just opened the door 45 degrees, yeah. and that's that's how we're just going to live for we the remember. next three years. Because I also didn't spend a lot of money on the fan. The fan was cheaper because the with the salt air, whatever I put up there is going, I'm going to have to replace it in a few years anyway. Right. I mean, it's just kind of, the salt air does How that. wide is that loaf of bread you're sending over? I'm <laughs> like, so this is how we're going to have to live for the next three years, right? So right. the next three years, we're only going to open the door 45 degrees, right. and, and I'm like, and so... And I was like, okay, I'm, like, let me just it's practice. No way to live. Let me just practice. Let me just yeah. how I see how I normally yeah. open the door, and I'm like, boom, and I <laughs> open it into the uh, the fan. So I finally came to the realization that I needed to completely take break a, up the door. <laughs> break the door. Well, so my mom, because my mom was down with us this weekend, she's like, "Can you just lower the door?" And I'm like, "No, like that's." And but and then I thought, I'm like, "Well, maybe I could just shave the top of the door." And like, I can't do oh my that. God, no, no. no. You, I know, Kathy. Anything to not have to take the ceiling fan apart, right? And put a brand new one in, and that's what I eventually I ended up doing. You you put a new one. I put in a new one which also Ugh. sucks so but then which also sucks so i had to then now that i'm now that i have this knowledge and they do say that knowledge is power um i measured how far the door the top of the door came down from the ceiling i'm like okay this is what my clearance is so the fan that i found i went back to lowe's and the lady's like was there a problem with the fan and I go, no, yeah. the problem is with me. <laughs> it's it's a thousand percent with me. User error. Uh, I'm an idiot, and I told her what happened. Um, Did she and, laugh at you? No. I'm, I'm sure they hear it all. I'm yeah, sure they yeah, hear yeah. it all. But uh, We got an idiot on aisle five. <laughs> I, you were one of, I'm sure, a, a hundred people that walked in with F-Up stories that day. Well, yeah. so what I ended up having to do, though, is so I, I, you know, I had to find a fan, I found a, a fan that had 44-inch blades, which, okay. Um, but didn't but, sit so low. It, but, so th- I had to get a tape measure. Right. To <laughs> me- but this fan that I found, the display model, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't say on the box or on, online, I, or at least I couldn't find online if it had any indications, measurements, how far the blade sits from the ceiling. So now I'm sitting there at Lowe's. I go get a tape measure from the tape measure aisle, <laughs> and I, the display fan is like 12 feet in the air. Right. So now I've got this tape measure, <laughs> like that I'm like you know fully extending, right. and and my and my uh, vision's not what it yeah. used to be. And I'm like, I think that I think so. Even still, I got the right fan. But there was still that slight possibility that, like, my vision wasn't perfect. And well, I needed you got it. home. You took off the old one. I took off. Returned yeah, that. Returned that. Then I put up the new one. The mounting was a little bit different than the new one. Um, but this t- How long did the whole process take? Well, it should have taken a lot shorter. But the, the last three screws that I had to put in, Kathy, 
were inside this casing <laughs> that had a nest of wires, and I could. It took me one full hour. Oh my god! No. To get three screws in. <laughs> <laughs> One full mother effing hour to get three. I can't believe you like you have the patience to get through that. I would have. I would have quit. You know, so sometimes, long ago. sometimes you're though. When you go in, you just say, "I'm in now. I can't." The only I, I either I either I die or the fan gets installed. One yeah. or the other. They, I know that point. You've crossed the line now. There's no going back. You've got to install it. If my mom wasn't there with me, because I have... You would have la- burned the house. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I have um, I have nursery school language around my mother, right? right? Like, I don't curse oh, or anything like that. it would have been a whole different... It, there would have been a whole lot of sea suckers, <laughs> yeah. MFers. There would have been a whole lot of that going on. But she was there. And, like, dude, it was just so funny because now that I think about it, like... Every time I'd, like, look through a window, she'd be standing there, you know, <laughs> just watching me, making sure. I was like, you know. So, at one point, I had gotten two screws in, and then my neighbor walked up with his uh, brother-in-law or cousin or whatever, and then they start talking to me. And now, my neighbor, Joe, who is the best and is just incapable of, like, not helping, now he's up there, and he's got a, a, a flashlight. Now we've yeah. got four hands in this tiny little box. And uh, and he started to sense my frustration, so he got in there. He couldn't do it, and Joe can do anything, right? So, so you he, felt so good. About, at least you felt that if he's having difficulty, it's not something that you should feel that bad about. It's hard, but dude, I didn't even think. I just, I it's the best, and, and I mean this in a nice no, way. No, it's the best part dude. is when you're done. You look at it; it looks great. Oh, I finished it, and then you yeah. open the door and clunk. clunk. Oh. Oh, no. 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 Who? Oh, n- no. Mm-hmm. Was it you that opened the door? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was going back in oh, to yeah. turn the electricity on. But yeah. listen, I mean, listen, no, 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 it no, is no. in my genes. My father didn't have much uh, uh, ability when it came to, like, doing things at home. He, he didn't do a whole lot of that sort of stuff. But just kind of, this was my dad in a nutshell, and this is this is me in a bigger nutshell. My dad was uh, changing some pipes in the kitchen, realized that he didn't have a part that he needed. So he's like, okay, I got to go to the hardware store. So he gets up <laughs> and he goes to wash his hands because he's got like, you know, grease and stuff all over his hands. And uh, <laughs> his feet are getting soaking wet because he <laughs> forgot that he had completely taken all the pipes out of the bottom of the sink that he was now washing his hands. <laughs> this is, this yeah. is my bloodline. This oh. is where I get it from. Casey, a few people mentioned, uh, could you have switched the door? Could you have switched the way the door opened? I could have, but that, that would have been a whole other, it would have, then I would have had to have changed everything. Like, you I, know what I mean? I would have had to, like, drill in where the, the latches go. You should go have installed and, Star Trek doors that yeah. split as you walk yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Pocket doors. Yeah. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to Dwayne, because a few people are, are also mentioning this. Hi, Dwayne, good morning. Good morning, black listeners living in Delaware. Oh, yeah. hey. uh, Delaware, Delaware black. black rock. <laughs> but guess what, though? I'm originally from media, though, so I'm a Delco. Oh, all right, all right, cool. All right, but Casey, they come. The fans either come with they have a pole in there, so like either you want the fan flush to the ceiling or you have the pole. Why don't you just take the pole out? That way, it'd be flush to the ceiling. It was fl- there was no pole. It was flush to the ceiling, oh. and it was it was flush okay. to the ceiling, and it was still too low. Wow. It's a lower ceiling. It was was only like eight inches from the ceiling. Hey, Dwayne, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, it was only eight inches from the ceiling. I needed it to be like seven and a half inches from the ceiling. (gasps) Well, that's what she said. Yeah, yeah, of course. (laughs) Thanks, Dwayne. 
Well, we'll see, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. We've all had stuff like that of happen. Of course. It's the bane of your existence. Where it usually rears its ugly head is when you're building something from Ikea. That's why I just know that that uh, I, I, I have to, <clears throat> if, if I want it done, I, I have to get someone else who knows yeah. what they're doing to your do it. Yes. I just <laughs> know that I will mess something up along the way. You know, and it's I've always been that. Also, way. Preston, what looms in the back of my mind is if I've done anything electrical. Mm. If I've done so, I wanted to install a have a, a heater unit installed in my shower, so that when you get out in the winter, there's hot air come blows down on you, like an right. like an, a those motor lodges of days yeah. gone by. <laughs> right. So I'm 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 looking at the thing, and I'm like, what's going to happen is, and I'll get it installed, and in about a month, the entire house will burn to the ground. <laughs> And, is and, it and worth so it? is that worth it in my yeah, mind? Yeah. And I decided, no, let my brother-in-law, who's a contractor, well, do it. That's the uh. thing. If wires are involved, that's at, like, no. Yeah. We're out. We're all out. Everyone in the house is out. We're going to hire somebody. That's it. Because uh-huh. you do not want to F with that. I, the prof- they're professionals. You know, I get the do-it-yourself culture. I get it. But defer to the experts when it comes to and it, so your whole home getting set on fire. That's my line of thinking. Well, Casey, you talk about your bloodline. My, my dad was a plumber, HVAC guy, so he could fix anything. But it was also like the old school thing where it's like the cobbler's son has no shoes. Like oh, yeah. the, the plumber's last, children right. have no nothing fixed. The contractor's right? house is never complete. Exactly. It's, it's, I know so many contractors, and my own my own brothers in law, their houses houses are never complete. Because they're working on other people. Steve, stuff. I put in uh, four windows last year. Right. Um, like, okay, and, and and honestly, windows aren't that tough to put in, <laughs> unless you're me. We um, went to a window nation, <laughs> so you should see uh, the one window in the one bedroom. Uh, like, uh, you know, window molding is uh, supposed to not be flush with the wall. <laughs> Mine is flush with the wall, and it's like I don't, I don't give a. Wow. <laughs> I don't. That's in a different aesthetic approach. And I just, I was like, I don't care. I at this point, I'm like, I have given up. I do not care. It is a window that is completely in the one corner of the room that blinds are over most of the time. So, like, unless you're there, yeah. like, really inspecting it, like, you're not you going to notice. You're, you're not going to notice it. And so that's that. You know, and and some people, like my neighbor Joe, he's like, I can't live like that. Yeah. He's like, I'll be in you the can. other room. I'll be in the other room thinking about that flush. Yeah. Molding. Some people it gets in their uh-huh. head. Here's a great text. It says everybody messes up first couple of times they do it, but that's how you learn how to do it. So don't be scared. Go ahead and try it. And uh, and and you'll learn from your mistakes. The thing to do is you learn from your mistakes by going through the smoldering debris and seeing yes. what went wrong. <laughs> so, Kathy, you want to hear something funny? And this is this is not uh, this is just what I'm thinking. Uh, I think my wife hates the fan, but she knows how frustrated oh, no. and Why frustrating does she hate it was. I just don't think she's a big fan of it. <laughs> Wait, like, uh, like doesn't want the fan there, or um, well, are you a ceiling fan? Like- fan? I, I am. am. Oh, I am. Yeah. I am absolutely. Yeah. I sleep with it on every single night. As do I. Remember I. For a while there, it became like, especially when uh, uh, Trading Places came out there. Yeah. Like, All right, first thing we're going to do is get rid of the ceiling fan. Like, ceiling fans became like this thing. F.U. Trading Screw Spaces. That. Yeah. I love them. I love them. They're, I agree. They're not aesthetically pleasing, but they serve a very good purpose. What they're, about you, Kathy? I'm extremely you're not into them. I right? have them in my house, and I hate them, and I want to rip them out. <laughs> Why? Wow. Uh, kind of what Marissa said, like, it's just the decor of it. The I aesthetic. want it to change. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, it's the function that yeah. I appreciate. Uh-huh. I, I have mine on uh, every night. That just, that's a southern thing, the, the slow circulating of air, you know, or even cranking it up. On a porch, though, if your porch tends to get hot, 
I was actually looking, Casey, yeah. at having it done. So, oh, so we have an, an older, you know, it's uh, an older house with an aesthetic. The fans would have, on the line that they'd have to be in, we would have had that same situation where the blades would be hitting the, the actual front of the house. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Well, so, the covered porches are huge now. I mean, everybody's yeah. getting them, and, and a fan out there, yeah, is right. perfect. So I, I think my wife is anti-ceiling fan on the porch for a while there. Because and then, they keep hitting the front door. <laughs> <laughs> that that might have something to do with it. <laughs> What's that sound? Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> It's just the fan repeatedly hitting the front door. The, um, you'll get used to it. You'll get used to it after a while. There's no bugs, but it's really loud. Here's some earplugs and some iced tea. But we were sitting on the porch uh, probably at a, about a month ago, and the, the the bugs were eating us up, something fierce. And so I ended up grabbing a like one of those oscillating fans yeah. we had in the bedroom. I brought it out, and it got rid of the bugs. And then so she kind of saw the light there. We love sitting out on that front porch. So the regular fan that you can kind of move in place like like a worksite fan, uh-huh. or you know it's a, a mofo. Fan. Yeah, the big barrel. Like we had them at the MMRBQ. Yeah, those big barrel fans. You could sit down uh, anywhere. You sit them far away, and they'll create that breeze, and you won't. It won't be like you're just right in the line of fire. Hey, they also have, and so uh, somebody in my uh, my daughter's track team, they ended up buying one. Of, I think they got it on Amazon, Steve. You've, you've heard of Amazon, right? Yes, yeah. It's a, it's a small startup. Small startup yeah. online, and uh, it is one of those um, misting fans. Oh, mm-hmm. we, we have a number of them. But it, it's, it's uh, like runs keep on a bugs battery. away. Yeah. Well, the, it, it's hard to do that because if you're going to get a real one, you got to, you run your hose to it. Yeah, but if you're going to go, you can't, if you're at a track meet or a soccer game or something. Just get long hose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I need 500 feet of hose to reach back to the school. Do you mind if I hook that up? <laughs> what do I keep driving over? Well, that's the hose connected to my house. Uh, but they also have, Casey, not just the ceiling fans, but uh, kind of that mount on the wall, too, mm. that you can do, that can even oscillate. Uh, yeah. That you can put up. I think Chuck's friend had that when we went over for his birthday. When Leanne, were you there? No, we're, 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 I wasn't invited. They usually have them in opium dens. <laughs> it was last year. Right. I probably wasn't invited. Oh, wait, <laughs> Brian's place, the one that's on the water? On the water? No, we don't. We can okay, talk about this Okay, it doesn't matter. We'll talk about it later. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so... wasn't I invited to Brian's place? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyhow, it's uh, it's completed. It works. You do have a ceiling fan. We have a ceiling fan. After all that The work. light works. The ceiling fan works. Okay. But the garage door falls off. <laughs> <laughs> when you turn the fan on. All right. Well, it's just one of those things where it's like oh. it's like you know constructing a uh, like like a, um, a, a, a a dresser or something yeah. like that, and then going to move it into the room that you meant to build have it in, and it's too big and it won't fit. You know, it's something along those it's, lines. It's the age old. It's the um, the we had a story a while ago. Uh, I was a woman talking about. I guess it was a like a like a huge bureau. Do you remember this? They were trying to get it at the front door. They had the construction company come. They took the molding off. Oh, yeah. And yeah. They, they, in the back of the house, were these huge French doors that oh, opened yeah. up out to they the They could have gone out that they way. They could have gone out effortlessly. <laughs> but I remember they had to take the frame off of, that, yeah. of the door. Yeah. Uh, and totally redo that. Hey, you know, you know what I just realized also is uh, I had I'd also used a saw. I had to cut the top of the fence post off so I could put one of those little caps on. Right. Mm-hmm. So I cut the top of this post off, and I'm just realizing it right now that the top of the post ended up falling into Carol's yard, and I left it there. And so it's sitting there in her. Oh, God. I know, dude. She's going to call the cops on me or something. This weekend? You're in trouble. Yes. Wow. 
Right. I bought a um, bookshelf that I loved. It was really cool. It had like a, a library, uh, yeah. like those um, a ladder, a ladder yeah, yeah. that like slides back and forth. Oh. Yeah, it didn't fit in the elevator. Oh, and it was already put together. And so they call me from downstairs, and they're like, "Hey, this doesn't fit. Like, what would you like to do? Like, we can just return it and refund you." I didn't know that they were already spending two hours trying to get it up before they called me. Wow. I felt terrible. What, did you just take a, a rope, like a 500-foot uh, rope out of your, <laughs> off of your terrace? I don't think that would have even worked either. Way. Take your 500-foot hose, yeah. if you use for your misting fan. Yes. You know, so. what it does happen, though, President, more often than not, and, and you'll see it, and, you know, people with money will do this. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll order something, and they will have a crane oh. lift it and, yeah. and, you know, do the whole thing outside the building. There was, I remember, uh, um, a, a stereo TV place had had sent one like a huge set, you know, ninety inches into a, a place in the city, and the guy, the, oh, we can't get it up. Okay, within about an hour, there was a crane service there, and they the building removed the window. I mean, all this just to get this TV into the living room. That's insane. All right. Well, anyway, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we we eventually got a happy ending. <laughs> you fixed it. Yep, it works. All right. Well, listen, we need to take a break. Uh, a reminder of a couple of things. Secret text for a chance for you to win. Uh, tickets to join uh, Mr. Kevin Smith at the Clerks 3 Convenience Tour. Uh, it's going to be on Wednesday, September 7th. So text word secret 39333. And then while you're doing that, you could call in to win some tickets for the Philadelphia Zoo Summer Ale Fest. It is an adults-only evening under the stars. And we'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. 21 and over event. You can enjoy specialty brews, delicious food, live entertainment games, amazing animals of the Philadelphia Zoo. Thank you to Philly Hots for coming by this morning because there's going to be food trucks here. So Philly Hots. And the uh, Byzantium Empire will be there, too. Great food. Oh, my God. Iron Hill is on board as well. They brought their Roaring Lion Pale Ale that will be featured at the event. So, caller number 12, we will give you a four-pack uh, of VIP tickets. So you get early access, you get admission to the zoo, souvenirs, and all kinds of stuff. So, we'll get you on board. We'll take a break and be back in a moment. Tom Papa joining us when we return. New on Rock Breakdown, the Prince of Darkness returns with new music. Dave Grohl returns to the stage with help from his friend of Paul McCartney, plus some new merch from Def Leppard to complement your beauty routine. Get the latest episode on WMMR.com. Keyword, Rock Breakdown. Our next guest is in Atlantic City on Saturday, July 16th, and he will be performing at the Borgata. It's going to be a return for him because he used to host the Miss USA pageant from Atlantic City. And right? now he's... And then he passed it on to Burt Parks. Now he's... <laughs> was that long ago? Yeah, it was that I long ago. No idea. Yeah. Uh, please welcome our good friend, Mr. Tom Pop. Yeah! To the show this morning. Hey, Tom. Uh, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> nice to have you on, sir, as uh, always. So nice to be going back to Atlantic City. <laughs> Atlantic City. Hey, uh, Tom, I wanted to ask you, we, we just had a conversation about a, a personal experience that Casey had over the weekend. He installed a ceiling fan at his home, and uh, after he got done with it completely, <laughs> he opened the door, and the door oh, no. banged into the <laughs> ceiling fan, and he had yeah. to completely rip it down and redo it. Are you a... Yeah. Uh, are you one of those guys? You try to do the the projects at home on your own? No, I used to be one of those guys, and then I realized um, I'm not a guy. I'm a guy... <laughs> Who should just be calling other guys 
that know how to do that kind of a thing. Yeah. Yes, that's the kind of you, guy. You're right. There is, I'm that kind of There guy. is this sort of thing where guys will, and that you're, you're just supposed to act like, like even around like car repair or anything. It's like, I could probably do that. And you, you know, you lie to yourself because you think that's a guy thing to know. But really the, the epiphany in life comes when you say, you know what? I don't know this. I have, I yeah. barely know where to put the gas. So let's, <laughs> let's get this going with the professionals. Right. We have different roles in our lives, and I'm not the guy that's supposed to fix that stuff. And I understand why he wants to do it. I understand, like, like I put in my level is light bulbs. Like when I go, <laughs> oh, listen. When my when my daughter says that she has a, a light bulb out, and I replace that light bulb, I come out feeling like I just built her a house. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's funny, Tom, because when it, it when I change a light bulb. I will. I have to make sure that the light is off because I don't want the light turning on while it's in my hand. I don't know what it is about that, but it you like paranoia. Paranoia, like yeah. I'm gonna get electrocuted or something, or I'm gonna yeah. burn my lost, hand. Lost a lot yeah. of good men to bad bulbs. <laughs> yeah, it it hurts if that bulb is on. It, it gets hot, Tom. Oh, Tom! One of the best things that that ever happened to to Preston, Steve, and myself was um. This is years ago, probably 24 years ago. 24 years ago, there was another producer on the show, uh, and I was taking a light bulb out of the, uh, uh, and, and he needed to change a light bulb. And so I, I took a, a light bulb out of the of the light socket. socket yeah. and, we know all the technical stuff. And I handed it to him without realizing that the metal part of the light bulb was hot. magma level hot. Yeah. And I burned this guy's hand, and he, he's like, oh, 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 oh. And then he yells at me. He's like, why would you do that? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm like, I didn't. And I was a kid. I mean, and, I was like 20 years and, old. And a radio producer career was born. We, yeah, exactly. And now he's gone, and you are the producer. We joke about light bulbs, but I may I remind you, the Easy Bake Oven heat source yeah. was a light bulb, ladies and gentlemen. You could cook things with that. Did, did, yeah. you, did you, Tom, did you ever, because as a kid, I always wanted an easy bake oven, though you know I was mm-hmm. I was tearing down um, stereotypes and walls, and I wanted that I, because they showed that you could make your own brownies. Did you be, yeah. now with all your baking um, Swiss Army knife like talents? Does was that something early on your radar? Yeah, I had two sisters. I had two younger sisters, so we had the we had the easy bake oven, and I say we because again I do my role, <laughs> whereas like. I'm not going to pretend that I own it, but I am going to manage these two, and they are going to work in my restaurant. So they would go into the back, make the little pies, and bring them out while I was playing with my Farrah Fawcett doll. I love it. That's the perfect scenario. So you're a young entrepreneur, but that that uh, yeah, that was always the the, the draw of that. Uh, it's it's when you stop and think about. The, I don't know if you remember a thing called Creeple People from years ago, Tom. It was a uh, no. Okay, basically you had a um, a device where you could heat these little rubber things that like heads, crazy heads that you could put on the top of a pencil, and they were Creeple People. <laughs> and so uh, what would happen is the heating device. Made uh, made the um, the easy bake oven look like nothing. We're talking Chernobyl level heat. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and that was sold as as a regular toy. You remember? <laughs> yeah. Was... Well, I was I was more of a shrinky dink guy. Shrinky oh, dinks. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's where they gave you plastic little sheets, and you cut them and colored them, 
and then just went into the kitchen as a six-year-old and turned on the stove. (laughs) (laughs) Took your mother's baking sheet, put these little plastic things on it, and shoved it into the giant (laughs) stove and shrunk them down. They were like, we're not, we're going to, those light bulbs are for creeple people. We (laughs) trust you, child. Uh, 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 The the notion of sending kids to the oven or, or, you know, uh, (laughs) these are delightful heads you can put on your chainsaw, you know. (laughs) It's just insanity, but... Uh, it's it's what yeah, you did. We, we, we were free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. We may have ended up with less limbs, but we were free. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Tom, yeah, you're going to be in AC uh, not this Saturday, but the following. But you were actually in Philly not that long ago. You played the Keswick Theater earlier this year, right? Yes, it was great. It was, nice. it was my it was my return to the Keswick, which was the last show that I did before the COVID, and uh, and then. This last one was like my return. It was the last time I was there, I was signing books after the show and people were coming up and they didn't know if they should shake my hand and everybody was laughing like, you think that thing is real? <laughs> and, then, uh, <laughs> and then Tom Hanks got it, and everybody was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Woody's got corona. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, that was the litmus test. But you know what? The And I'm sure you, as you've been finding, the, the, the eagerness to get back out is still on a, you know, it seems to know no bounds. We've had a couple of our events, and they were fully attended, and, and, and to see a show this way, and to see a show, the Borgata has a great room for comedy. Um, yeah. So, so it's it's just got to be um, cool for you to have that experience again. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's so great. It's so great. I mean, it, it really, you know, as corny as it is, it's been like this reunion. Everywhere I go, everybody comes out, and they're like, "This is my first time I've been in a live event," and and it feels like we were kind of beyond it. Like, you know, I got it probably three weeks ago, and it was pretty much like a head cold yeah and stayed away from my family and it's like okay this is you know after being vaxxed and all that other stuff it's like this is kind of manageable now it's like we don't need to like have it as a headline anymore if you right. get it you treat it and you deal with it like you wouldn't you wouldn't like call a press conference and tell everyone <laughs> that you got poison ivy <laughs> <laughs> no and it, you had sort you get to sort of carte blanche to isolate from the rest of your family which has got to be even though you love them dearly when you have medical advice telling you to do that that's got to be kind of cool yeah this is my plan i don't know if it's going to work because you know i grew up at the jersey shore and uh and i just we i love going down there all summer and now i've got this little opportunity i'm going to pop into the borgata and I'm going to be there, but just for one night, mm. I'm thinking that it's pretty believable if I tell my family that I relapsed. <laughs> and I got it again. Yes. <laughs> and, the, and the Borgata won't let me leave. I have to stay at the Jersey Shore <laughs> for the entire week. Which was your, uh, your go-to shore town when you were uh, a regular down there? Long Beach Island. Long, Long Beach Island. Yeah. LBI. Yep. Uh, LBI, love Long Beach Island. We get some fudge and some taffy and some of those crumb cakes with the big crumbs on top. We get some crabs, some of those blue point crabs. Would you would you do the would you do the crabbing yourself? Yes, I used to go crabbing. I used to I used to take my little uh, my little net and my my little uh, string with some fish head on it, and I would go and hang off the end of the dock, and uh, I would 
go out there. Like as a kid, I just loved it. I would do it for like hours. Sure. Come home proudly and feed my entire family with a single crab. <laughs> you could then because yeah. you could you could supplement it with your creeple people maker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get those get those shrinky things out of the stove. I, I got, got some got, crab. I got a crab for you. <laughs> we got a we, we, we got a uh, a shore uh, location a couple of seasons ago and and the, the crabbing looks intriguing to me. I've yet to do it. I've heard also that the blue crabs are there's. It's a lot of work to get the meat a out. A lot of, them. of work. I've, n- I've never tried it though. Oh, but it's so great. Is you it? Can, if you do have a bunch and you just throw them and you fill them up with Old Bay and you've got them on the table and you're just killing them with a mallet. This is not a good thing, by the way, if you're married to a vegetarian who loves animals. No. Oh, right. Yes. Or, to see your husband and and his family just taking mallets to creatures and ripping <laughs> legs up and sucking the meat out of their faces. Yeah, that not a, that can be not abrasive. A big yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite things but to I do. I love it. I truly love it. I don't know why I said favorite, but one of the things I like to do down there is uh, save turtles. So as you're you know riding your bike or driving, and, and most recently I was driving and I pulled over because I saw a turtle in the middle of the road. Right, I pulled over, took out I, your mallet, I took out my mallet. <laughs> well, no, I just I hate seeing like mangled turtles on the side of the road, and you see them all over the place. So when you can actually stop your car and get out and pick the turtle up and carry him across the street and put well, him in the marshes, that shows you care. Yeah, it's, it's have you, have really you, fun. We used to we used to uh, as kids we used to. Uh, catch those turtles and we'd bring them home and tie them to the ceiling fan <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it yeah. <laughs> it weights it properly yeah uh, <laughs> there's a commercial on right now that's just meant to be such a complete uh, they have this this super good looking guy who looks like geez have you, have you seen it where he goes out to the beach and he has this attachment I, maybe it's for subaru it might be and uh, he's he like combs the beach of all the garbage and clears all the sand. No, I'm not. And then he that. sits up on the on the dune and watches as the the turtles, you know, the baby turtles go down to the beach. And he's just this lone hunky environmentalist who goes out and cleans all the garbage off the beach and does it. But that's that's the big thing. That's, that's, if you want to yeah. telegraph that you you're connected to nature, turtles. go save some turtles. Yeah. It is it is a really sweet sentiment, but I don't I doubt he has as much fun as my family would went on lobster day. <laughs> we would take the lobsters and we would have them race around the kitchen before we could them Oh my god. You would have, well, you, it was almost like the cir- the uh the, the circus maximus. You would have the um like you're sitting there like the emperor. What were we thinking? It was so horrible. And it took like my I was dating my wife at the time and she was just like what are you people doing? You are torturing these animals. I'm like, yeah, but they're delicious. They're really good. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. We who are about to die salute you. <laughs> wow, that's you hilarious. Get some bagels and some crumb cake. It's fun. It's the shore. Let, let me ask you. Do you think? Because I, I would, I would say that I think the the shore here, the Jersey Shore, that 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 whole shore living. And I, I grew up on Long Island. There's there's a, a similar vibe, different though. I think there is a very unique thing that people from other parts of the country can't understand. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. And in all honesty, it is uh, some of the most beautiful beaches in the world. I mean, honestly, I'm in L.A. and there's beautiful like cliffs and mountains and stuff coming up to the beach. 
but the the sand is not as nice. The the swimming is not as nice. It's dark and it's yeah rough and it's cold. It's cold. It's man. so yeah. effing cold. Yeah. That's that's why you the second you get out there and first try, you have an immediate appreciation of David Hasselhoff and the Baywatch crew because <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's cold. Yep. I know it's, it's it's beautiful at the Jersey Shore. It really, honestly, is until August when it gets really warm and then it's filled with jellyfish. Yeah. And as a little kid, you're like just running out of the ocean, pulling jellyfish out of your bathing suit, <laughs> <laughs> and running back to the house for the outdoor shower because your testicles are on fire. Uh, well, well, go ahead. I was going to ask with summertime, Tom, and obviously uh, you're, you're touring and doing all these shows. But do you guys you guys still do? Um, Family vacation, you guys go anywhere together all as a unit and, and try to get away? Yeah, we tried to. You know, we didn't from the last couple of years because of the, the pandemic. Um, but this year we're actually, we've got so many weddings. We've got three weddings this summer because everybody held off because of the troubles. Yeah. And now, and uh, which is so stupid to me. It was like you had an opportunity to get married without a big stupid wedding. What is wrong with you? Right. And you had the best excuse for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, people could have just driven by your house and honked horns. And <laughs> yes, no, just so much better. Just leave the wedding gifts on the front lawn, and then yeah, take off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So now we've got three weddings, and they're all back east. So uh, it's actually I do the Borgata on the 16th, and then my family comes on the 22nd, and then we've got. Literally three weekends in a row of weddings. So we're going to hang at the Jersey Shore, and then I'm going to go back to L.A. and then come back and and uh, back and forth. Yeah, so what I'm trying to say is my family, my nieces and nephews who are all getting married, have ruined any idea of going to Italy and enjoying myself. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, it's, it always times out that way. I wanted to ask you, a friend of the show, uh, an actor named Daniel Roebuck, is uh, uh, you know from Lost and a whole bunch of other movies, and he is a he's playing Grandpa in the new Rob Zombie Monsters movie. I know you're friends with Rob Zombie as well. Uh, has has there been any uh, talk or are, any interest uh, from his camp about perhaps putting you in the movie, or do you have any interest, or would you? Um, I have an interest in doing any movie at any time, <laughs> and the good thing about being friends with directors and filmmakers is that you a lot of times end up in their movies. And I'm still waiting for Rob's reason why I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I assume you're a fan of the monsters. Would I be correct in that? Yes, of course. I was a little kid, you know, eating eating my Frosted Flakes (laughs) with my... uh, Pajamas on, watching watching that, and dreamed one day I will become one of these ghouls, and I will be in the monsters. And uh, again, waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you'd be perfect as because you know Herman always had his. He actually had his buddies down at the parlor, which is the funeral parlor. And and uh, you know, like th- th- there were one or two guys who were like cool with him and didn't. Like, um, in mind the fact that he was a monster. Yeah, it's like, hey, Armin, what are you doing for the weekend? Right. And I, so, right. so I see you as kind of like one of those guys. Yeah, I think I think you should call this <laughs> actor friend of yours yeah. and tell him that so then he can tell Rob. Because I don't want to beg. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to do it here with you guys. Yes. But I can't do it directly to him, so right. we need to get that message. We will massage that. Yes, we will massage that through him and, and see if we can bank that off, uh, you know, the, the corner of the table and get you into that movie. 
And last night I watched what I thought was the grand finale of Stranger Things, oh. and I realized that it's not the end, that there's a whole nother season. So I'd also, <laughs> while you're making those calls, I'd like to be in the final <laughs> season of that. Okay. How, how good, how good has Stranger Things been this season? I love it. It's so, it really takes me back to like Spielberg's summer mm-hmm. blockbuster feeling, you know. He just they just nail everything. It's so good. They're well, so good. Tom, would, would, even to the point of, and I, I pointed this out in the opening credits, that oversaturated red oh, in man. Stranger Things, it, this sort of VHS video quality to the opening. All of that mm-hmm. is a loving homage, and each each season has a. We're in the slasher, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. horror movies. Yeah. Uh, this is this season. Last season was mall culture, and mm-hmm. and and they they every aspect. The little it's almost like you can you can you know the sights and sounds and smells. They put you right back into it. So it's so spot They're on. So good. Yeah. So good. They're, they they really it, it's it, it, I I just love it. And I but I really last night thought it was two and a half hours long, and I was <laughs> like, well, this is it. It's all going to be over. And then it's like, wait a minute, that can't be the ending, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's it's a and, hardcore and cliffhanger. It, yeah, even though, and if you recall the one before it, the name of it was Papa yep. because um, Papa. Spoiler alert: uh, something might happen to that guy, right? Who's L's, you know, adopted father, and with that, what happened in that episode? That seems like another opportunity to bring Tom. Papa <laughs> in. Oh my god! Oh my god! That would be yeah. it. You know what? What should happen is Winona Ryder should string up another set of Christmas lights. And um, what should happen is the lights light up and start to communicate a sourdough recipe. Mm. And that's how we know that you've started to become part of the cat. Because they've yet Paul Reiser. Or uh, Winona Ryder goes in. She sets up her place. She's She's having trouble with the lights. So instead, she calls this ne'er do well from the town to come in and set up a series of ceiling fans. Okay. <laughs> All right. And she can say at some point, "Do we really need the turtles?" The ne'er do well, and, and you'll explain. None why. of them work. None of them work, and the whole world turns into the upside down. Oh my God. <laughs> it writes itself. Really. The ceiling fans are on the floor yeah. in the upside down. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's perfect. <laughs> Oh my God! I, this, the, the, you know, we're giving away great ideas to the Duffer Brothers, but you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, but I, again, we'll just demand they put I, Tom I'm, Papa. I'm, I am ready to be in any movie. I will, <laughs> I will give up my family time at the Jersey Shore. <laughs> but don't you have like, buns. don't you have contacts at Netflix? I mean, you you have Netflix specials, right? Like, don't you have a uh, somebody is, in the, is in it the a in different the, division? Yeah. Yeah, you would think that uh, that my hosting the radio show would give me ultimate power. Yeah, <laughs> and they, they are kind enough. I'm shooting my next special in September, um, and you know, a lot of times my mother would would teach me, you know, to be grateful. Um, but I'm not. I'm not. No. I would like. I would like to be in all of their movies, please. So your your contract is signed already. So you couldn't say, "All right, I'll do this." Well, you have Just to put me in Stranger, Stranger Things. things. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that negotiation. I would love. Listen, <laughs> I am not going to get up in the morning and talk to comedians on the radio unless 
I can take over the Stranger Things. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and throw me a chuck me a Tiger King now and then. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> you're like, well, well, Tom, we appreciate that you're supporting the legal weed economy in in California, but go back to work. Right. <laughs> All right, well, the the work, the next work is going to be in Atlantic City at the Borgata. And like we said, tickets are on sale now. And the show is Saturday, uh, July 16th, Great Room. And obviously, Tom coming back to the area is always a wonderful thing. If you've never seen Tom Pop alive on stage, you've got to go do it. And this is the perfect opportunity to do it. Yep. So, yes. And I will be, I will do a, um, I will do some. My Munsters encore. <laughs> nice. And my Stranger Things double encore. Oh, wow. Then we know what I mean, that's. That, you, did you, well, what would you expect to pay for this amazing package? I, you know, it, yeah. uh, not enough. No. Uh, yeah. You're going to buy the edge of the seat. No, you'll you buy, buy the, the whole seat, seat but you all you're going to need is the edge. edge. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's and then we will, and then we will, at the end, we will do a ritual sacrifice of sea turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Worth the price. There's of far too many of those damn know. things. All right, Tom. Thanks for checking in, man. We'll talk to you again you guys another are time. The best. Happy summer to you guys. Same uh, to you. We love you, Tom Papa, yeah. guys. He's the absolute best. He just cracks us up. Uh, Saturday, July 16th is when that is. Um, listen, I wanted. I'm, I'm glad we have a, a couple of minutes left to uh, to chat here because I saw this. You've been working on that banjo song over the weekend. No, I have not been working on the banjo song. Um, so they had the uh, Nathan's hot dog eating contest, yes. right? Over the weekend, and uh, Joey Chestnut, to no surprise, this guy is apparently like when you talk to other competitive eaters who are really, really great at what they do. There's just no comparing anybody to Joey Chestnut because he is so. <sighs> is much he the better. goat? Well, he is. He's the goat. What yeah. happened to Kobayashi? Because he was Kobayashi. The guy. That's right. Oh. He was. He was the dude for a while there. And now Joey Chestnut's the dude. He got kicked out for cheating. Wait, and, what? Yeah, I don't know. He had a false throat? I don't know how or why, but um, you guys know that Sarah, our music director and Jackson's producer, yeah. is, a, is obsessed with the Nathan's Hot Dog. Right. No. Yes, contest. absolutely. Yeah. I didn't know that. She, no. like, she live tweets it all day long every 4th of July, and okay. so she was giving me the rundown before we left that Kobayashi got kicked out. Do we know, if you can find out the reason, we do a quick search as to why, what, the, what, what kind of cheating? doping? So, uh, apparently, while... The competition was taking place, so something interesting happened. Yeah. Did you guys see it? Yeah, I, I saw, saw it, yeah. Somebody jumped up in a Darth Vader costume. <laughs> and he had a sign. And, yeah, I don't even... Yeah. I, I tried to read it. It didn't make much sense to me in the in the story that I read. But apparently, uh, rather than let security take this guy away, which they eventually did, Joey uh, put the guy in a headlock uh-huh. and started what? yanking him around a bit before he got back. And this is mid-competition. Yeah. This yeah. is while he is eating because the guy shoved. He, first of all, he, he bumped into and shoved Joey Chestnut, who's oh in the middle God. of doing this thing. And so he grabbed him, Dude, put he... him in a headlock, and, t- like, like took his ass down hard. Yeah. And then, like he kept and then he kept going, and then he won. And, and, he, and he, like, won. he he beat going. them. He beat everybody to death as far as the amount of uh, hot dogs that he ate during this whole thing. But by he the was way, pissed. The process of the uh, they they dipped the hot dogs in water. Yeah. Yes. The, well, the uh, the buns. Yeah. This whole yeah, they dip the buns disgusting. in because it uh, it dries out too much, and if you're yeah. going to try to swipe, but that's been the technique for a long time. In fact, some people might even use like Kool Aid or something else. Yeah. You can use a, a liquid of some type, but yeah, that's uh, that's the uh, the technique. What and happened? It, sorry, what happened to the guy? Because he looked like he hurt him. Yeah, I don't know. I they know turned they, him over to the rebel force. They took him away. So, so. he was arrested. It, it was a pita. It, it was um, okay. They were uh, um, protesting a pork factory. 
So okay. it's Smithfield, and it says Exposed Smithfield Death Star. Oh, okay. So, so, yeah, there their it is. Yeah. hands are covering the S, so it looks yeah. like Mythfield. I was like, what is Mythfield? Yeah. Uh, well, very effective. Right, yeah. Yeah, so he managed <laughs> to uh, he managed to take care of this. I actually had an article. I didn't get a chance to get to it last week. It is, uh, and it was all about what these eaters will do, uh, like, you know, two months out uh, uh, to three weeks out, the week of, and but their training that they go through. Despite, and I, n- now that we know he's a cheater, though, Kobayashi, uh, we were asking him, and, and they, at least he suggested, they actually eat and eat more. Like, you'd think, oh, you must starve yourself to prepare yourself. Oh, no, no, no. It's they, the, ac- they, it's they the opposite. To, they want to yeah. expand uh, their stomach right. uh, mm-hmm. to get it used to that that type of expanse. God, I saw one. I guess it was at the same competition, this guy chugging a gallon yes. of lemonade. Yeah. And I'm like... That's a different competition. That's a different competition. Yeah. I'm like, that is dangerous as hell you, you man. can you if you drink too much water you can die you can die yeah you, you can get drunk from water a lot of people it's a kind of drunk like uh state of mind that you get you get delirious right. and then you can literally die from drinking. it's a it's a toxicity yeah. yeah yeah but they're not drinking as uh it's not a competition to see who can drink the most lemonade it's whoever can drink the, the gallon of lemonade the fastest right so it's just one gallon i have to believe dude turned around went back and just Hawked it all up. Maybe had to, have, yeah. right? Because that can't. Can you imagine be... the weight of a gallon of liquid in your? Think about holding it. Yeah, yeah. Think about when you pick up a gallon of milk at the at the grocery store and you're carrying around that. You have just added that amount of weight to the inside. Yeah. To your internal organs and putting pressure on everything around it, your liver, all that stuff that's around there. Now I could do that with hummus. Yeah. Wow. I always mm-hmm. felt like I could. Uh... You know, down a whole bunch of hot dogs, and when they uh, the Phillies do Dollar Dog Night, I, I did that one time. Uh, yeah, and, and how the, many hot dogs did you eat? Well, I was going for a hot dog in inning, right? Nine hot dogs. I ate four. Okay. And and even that fourth one was like, oh, man, I'm having a hard time with this one, you know? And also Dollar Dog Night, like, none of the hot dogs are, like, done, you know? Like, <laughs> they're, like they're just cranking them out? They're, 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 they're cr- well, it's, it's a sport it's for a lot of people. Dogs. Yeah, and, and so people go there specifically to eat a ton of hot dogs, right. and they can't I, prepare them fast enough. Yeah, I want my hot dogs, uh, uh, I want my hot dogs prepared hot. and cooked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hang on a second. I want to go to, who is this? Bill. Hi, Bill. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi, guys. Um, I just wanted to, uh, clear up to Kobayashi. Kobayashi didn't cheat. That isn't why he got thrown out. Okay. Um, at one point, I've been involved with Major League Eating, the, the company, the promotion company that puts on the Nathan's Contest. Oh, okay. 2006. Um, as a competitive eater. Um, what happened was there was a con- there used to be a very strict contract that if you, um, if you sign to go, you have to sign the contract to go to Nathan's. Okay. Okay. And Kobayashi, at one point, wanted to do other contests and media, right. you know, commercials or whatever. And so one year he decided, at the advice of his manager, to not sign the contract. And Major League Eating said, no, you can't compete in Nathan's then. Huh. So that, that, so that was basically it was a contract dispute that led to him departing the Nathan's contest. Correct. And then that year... He also rushed the stage after the contest because he was going to put it on his own little demo mm. that he could beat Joey, and he got arrested. All right, oh, okay. Does he do? Does he do other competitive uh, competitive eating competitions to for, this day? For, 
for several years after that incident, which Emily didn't charge him or anything. He spent the night in jail, I think, but they didn't charge him. Um, after that, he would put on another July 4th contest in another spot in New York just to show, you know, that he could beat Joey. And there was disputes over that, that, you know, he'd videotape it or live stream it. At one point, you know, the count that he said wasn't quite right because, you know, whatever. Yeah. There was a dispute. So, but um, I haven't heard anything about him doing anything here in the U.S. Okay. Quite a while. And Bill, it's this uh, competitive eating is its own sort of subculture, isn't it? Yes. And can it get, um, is there an ugly side to it? Um, it can be. I mean, um, I, I, I'm not going to go into, you know. <laughs> well, listen, any, any time where there's, there's money and prestige and all the stuff that's involved, it's, it can start to have this undercurrent that, uh-huh. that gets like, eventually like bigger than the game. Like, you know, it, it uh, eats you up and spits you out. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in, um, in your estimation, who do you think is a better competitive hot dog eater? Is it Joey Chestnut or is it Kobayashi? Kobayashi. Um, like I said, Kobayashi has been trying to, you know, I, I, at this point with Joey, with his 76, I believe is his high number now. Yeah. It, it's Joey. Okay. okay. He, did, he did 63 this year, but 76 apparently was last year, and that was his, his uh, high mark. Well, he didn't have right. Darth Vader helping him last year. So, <laughs> uh, so, so what you said you did competitive eating yourself? Yes. And what, what was your, uh, your menu item of choice? Um, I like pierogies. 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 I didn't, I didn't even think about that. that. Okay. How many pierogies have you socked away? Pardon me? How many pierogies have you socked away in one one uh, sitting? Uh, 50, I think. 50. Wow. Jesus. See, I had a buddy and, of mine who, when it came to, like, uh, pounding beers and stuff like that, he had the ability to just open the gullet. And as as quickly as the beer yeah, went yeah. out of the cup, yeah. it went down. And, and so, not me. I mean, I could I could, you know, guzzle a beer, but I had to... Gulp it, you yeah, know. I've and seen so, people who can do that. Just down it, yeah, I, I, and it's bizarre. Yeah, but there's no gulping; that. it just goes yeah. straight down. Yeah, they open up their throat. Uh-huh. It's That's interesting. Crazy. Um, but so pierogies, huh? Yes. Okay. And uh, what was I? Oh man, there was a point I had to make. There was another thing. Oh, I remember what it is. I'll, I'll, I'll make it in a moment. But um, so when's the last time you did a, a competition, Bill? Well, because of of COVID um, and the distance. A lot of the contests uh, this year have been on the uh, West Coast or in the Deep South, like Texas or Louisiana or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time I competed was at uh, Trenton Pork Roll. <laughs> are um, you, you going to be doing Trenton Pork Roll this year? <laughs> oh, I I'm going to sign up. I mean, yeah. if I get a spot, I'll, I'll compete there. Um, I'd love to see a, a movie about, like, a, you know, like, like a, a Christopher Guest uh, oh, movie yeah. on, based on Oh, the, that's a great idea. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. yeah. There actually is a movie out right now called Scarface. Scarface. <laughs> I love oh that. My God. Hey, how much money did Joey Chestnut win for the uh, Hot Dog Nathan's. Yeah, uh, I think the whole purse for the Nathans is, is twenty thousand dollars. I mean, a good purse, but it's yeah. not you know gigantic money. But I would imagine on top of that, he gets some other deals along the way. They buy his lunch. Yeah, he, he gets appearance fees. <laughs> Free lunch. Hey, um, what? <laughs> How do you feel afterwards, immediately after one of those events? Okay, I'm I'm not a high-ranked eater, so I feel okay. 
Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't eat in, you know, I don't eat 70 hot dogs, obviously. Right. And Joey has to stand up there and do media after he's eaten 60 hot dogs. <laughs> Is there any rule about vomiting shortly after? Uh, you cannot vomit until the results are tabulated, uh, announced. Okay, wow. and then after that, you can have at it. Yeah, and do, do and do some do that. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I got to say yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. How could yeah. you not? That I know. Like, I can't stay in there. Yeah. Right. Wow. And I was actually reading um, that sometimes, uh, like after eating all those hot dogs, later on they'll go out and have one just to, to oh, have yeah. for a meal. <laughs> I would never want to see another hot dog again. I they, know. they say you, you I know. that to, usually you don't really taste them after the 50th hot dog. Right. Yeah. <laughs> after about number 50, they start to lose oh, their appeal. All right. Well done. It becomes sort of, you know, boring after the 50th hot dog. After the 50th, yeah. Yeah. Wow, Bill. Ah. The pierogies is hard to watch. Yeah. That, it's it's, it's not, it, it's a pretty, we're watching this right now, Bill. Uh-huh. We're watching a video of the World Pierogi Eating Championship. This is from 2014, and it's ugly. Like, there's spit flying, and yeah. they're yeah. just filling their cheeks completely. See, <laughs> as, and, and as they're drinking the, the beverages to wash them down, it's getting all over their shirts and stuff. Bill, what's the most brutal of the eating competitions? Mm. Where where was that? I might have been at that contest. Uh, let me see here. Let me, let me read the description. Um... It does not it say. It says World Pierogi Eating Competition from 2014 just happened to be the first video we pulled up. Yeah, I don't know. What does it say behind them, though? Uh, it says, well, they're wearing shorts to say horseshoe on them. Or oh, yeah, that, horseshoe casino. Yeah, that, that, was, that was it. That's the only pierogi contest they ever did. I was there. You were there. You were <laughs> one of the competitors? Pardon me? You were one of the competitors? Yes. What do you look like? Because I'm watching uh, these guys eat right now. Big fat guy, big white fat guy. <laughs> big white fat guy. Right, that narrows it down to thirty. There's a, there's an Asian gentleman with a uh, with a headband. There is Joey Chestnut. Then there's an African American guy, and I don't. That's probably Booker. Okay, is he a regular? Yes. Okay. He was the, he was the guy who won the chugging contest. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yes, he's in that, and yeah. I'm looking for a big fat white guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll... Here's a crowd shot. Oh, there you are. Nope. Do you have, do you have a beard or a goatee? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kind of salt and pepper uh, beard there. Yes, that's you. All right, very cool, man. Wow. So, uh, so uh, the question I'd asked is, what is the most brutal of the eating con- contests? Um, it might be the hot dogs. Oh, the hot dogs the most because we actually one time we had a haggis eating contest oh, here in the right. studio. That was and, I know, and steak steak belly was there. Yeah, yeah. and and <laughs> the, the 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 sweats, the meat sweats. After as they were eating that, you could literally see them start to get drenched. It was yeah, disgusting. You, you, you get that with any processed meat. Yeah, right? no, no doubt. Uh-huh. I would imagine. Wow, that's pretty wild. Yeah, what I was going to bring up is um, you guys ever watch Man vs. Food? Yes, I yeah, yeah. Along. It's Adam, right? Uh, that's on that show, Bill. It, it was Adam. It's now uh, Casey Webb. He okay, goes around so, and gets the most obscure, bizarre foods. I was watching Adam, and he went to Tony Luke's. He was in Philly, actually. He went to a bunch of different places. And Tony Luke's has, like, this four-pound, Jesus, insane cheesesteak. Yeah. Uh, and all you have to do is finish it. And yeah. nobody had ever finished it. He, he, he ate finished the it? whole freaking oh thing. My God. I, I just can't believe people can put that in their stomachs. And oh how you horrible you must feel afterwards. <laughs> But crap, crap of Clydesdale. But then again, the checks he's getting is probably making him right, yeah. deal yeah. with it. Yeah, uh, Nice. Hey, Bill, thanks for the heads up, man. It was really cool talking to you. Sure. 
And uh, have a great weekend. Or it's not the weekend. Not yet. Wednesday. When the adventure rolls around. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, buddy. Have a good day. All right. You too. Wow. Okay. Any, uh, any, would you ever have a desire to Kathy? What? If you were to if you were to overeat something, what would it be? You, Kathy Romano. But see, if I overeat, then it it makes me sick, and I yeah. don't want it. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't enjoy. So, if it was something that I really enjoyed, I wouldn't want to ruin that with okay. a food eating right. contest. Yeah. Um, but I I was just reading a little bit about, and it says that they actually will take laxatives afterwards, so that they do make uh, boom booms. Can get rid of it. Through. Yeah, uh, they, yeah. They, get they, it out of there as quickly as possible. At the make. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, and, and anyway, uh, Chestnut won, and Darth Vader tried to stop him uh, in the middle of it. Kind of an interesting thing that happened. All right. Listen, uh, we're going to take a break, but as we do that, I want to give away another uh, four pack of passes. I think these are four packs. Mm, oh uh, no, 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 pairs. Oh, because there's a number pairs. four there. It's okay. Four. I've been telling people they were getting four packs. When they get through on the line, we've been telling okay. them that they're pairs. All right. I got a pair of tickets, VIP tickets to the Summer Ale Fest at Philadelphia Zoo. Very nice. Saturday the 16th, so a week from this Saturday. Um, and we'll take caller number uh, 17 at 215-263-WMMR. It's at Philadelphia Zoo. You can go to philadelphiazoo.org slash events for uh, ticket sales. And uh, the sales, by the way, support the zoo in its mission to create discovery and inspire action for animals and habitats. And we want to thank Philly Hots, the food truck, for coming by this morning. Excellent. Uh, Byzantium Empire as well. They're a great food truck, too. And Iron Hill with their Roaring Lion Pale Ale for being here this morning. So call her 17. You have to be at least 21, by the way, so it's an adults-only event. And we'll set you up with that. We'll be back in a moment. Uh, Bizarre File, up when we return. What's new? Glad you asked. Shine down. You make sure. I always see the daylight. Mana skin. Fozzie. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. All right, let's do the B-File. <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. You can protect your home from water damage, cracks in your foundation, and mold with Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. Preston and Steve listeners get 15% off when you mention our show. So go to drytechcorp.com. Uh, we'll start with this unfortunate story. A man driving a jet-propelled truck at 300 miles per hour yeah. died on Saturday when it crashed in a fire explosion during the pyrotechnic portion at an air show in Michigan. If you've ever seen these things and you've been at air shows, they will race aircraft. Yeah. They are insanely fast. And you hear the, you know, the jet engine. Uh, so this guy was doing it. Chris Darnell was racing two airplanes on an airport runway in the city of Battle Creek uh, at the Field of Flight Air Show when the shockwave jet truck was driving. He was driving crashed. Uh, Barb Halazga, who is the executive director of the festival, said the Darnells have been a part of our uh, event numerous times over the years, and our hearts have been with them since the incident occurred. His father, Neil, uh, said in a statement that uh, the accident happened as a result of mechanical failure on the jet truck. Uh, The shockwave jet truck can be seen erupting in flames as it speeds down the runway before spinning and ultimately rolling in videos that were shared in social media by bystanders. So, I mean, you look at the design of this thing. It's like, you know, how the hell you have a full rocket sitting on the back of a truck? Now, obviously, it's bolted down and all that stuff, but 
Yeah. How do you control that? When you're going to air shows, there are definitely yeah. potential for something bad happening. I mean, oh, they, yeah. they are the best at what they do, but from time to time, something does occur like that. A Florida man is facing a felony battery charge for allegedly striking a cop with a hot dog. Aha! Investigators say Jason Stoll was selling hot dogs on downtown St. Petersburg Street early Saturday when police gave him numerous warnings that he was in violation of a city ordinance. Stoll, however, ignored the warnings, continued to sell hot dogs in the roadway after the street closure uh, closure permit ended. What did I tell you about selling hot dogs? According to the officer, the defendant was asked to put the hot dog down. I as, don't want it. As he continued his attempt to sell it, uh, this is uh, Officer Anthony Bergano. Don't when, you sell that hot dog. When directed to drop the hot dog, Stoll reportedly became extremely upset and threw the item at a uniformed patrolman, which was the hot dog. The hot dog hit the cop who was not injured by the airborne bun and beef. Uh, Stoll was arrested for battery on a law enforcement officer, a felony, by the way. And he was also charged with resisting a misdemeanor for allegedly struggling with cops as they sought to play him, place him under arrest. A trophy hunter who killed lions, elephants, and giraffes has been shot in an execution-style murder in South Africa. Rian Naude who targeted endangered species and uploaded images of himself to social media with their carcasses after killing them, was shot to death. Mm. Yeah, the 55-year-old was found dead next to his vehicle in the South African province of Limpopo, an area known for its wildlife reserves, including part of the country's Cougar National Park. Somebody said they saw an elephant getting into a car. Uh, Police said the man was lying with his face up. There was blood on his head and face. Officers found a pair of hunting rifles, clothes, water, whiskey, and pajamas in his vehicle. Uh, Naudi uh, ran the Pro Hunt Africa Farm, which describes itself on its website as a hunting and eco safari outfit in northernmost South Africa. The Heritage Protection Group, a Heritage Protection Group, a not-for-profit group against rhino poaching, claims uh, Naudi had stopped this vehicle on the side of the road after it overheated. They said a man shot him in cold blood at close range after a second vehicle had pulled up next to him. Two suspects were said to have exited the car, stole a gun from him. Uh, before getting back into their vehicle and driving in the direction of, of Marken. And they're trying to track down who may have done it, but it was a flat-out murder. Uh, well, there's a photo of an orangutan as it is grabbing a woman's boobs in a zoo in Thailand. It's pretty funny. Uh, the great ape stood behind the tourist for a picture, yeah. but the tourist was surprised when the creature cupped her breasts in Bangkok's safari world. He also planted a kiss on the woman's cheek after flashing a wide grin to amuse tourists. He was listening to Fleetwood Mac, wasn't he? Uh, the orangutan was walked back to his caretaker to be ready for the next tourist to take selfies. It was unclear whether the animals trained to do that to entertain the visitors or not. Of course it was. Hey, uh, bring my golf cart around with you. Uh, <laughs> orangutans are among the smart, uh, smartest primates and showed it there as he did that. Wow. Uh, let's see. An Iowa woman is facing charges after a th- over a thousand pigs were found dead on her property. What? On Thursday, the sheriff's office responded to after the animals were reported dead at two confinement sites. Was does she so does she have a pig farm or was it just a show of love gone wrong? No, I assume she has a pig Did farm. Did you find so the pigs I left you? Officials say 33-year-old Alana Lobber was employed to maintain two confinement sites. Oh, man. Lobber initially told officials that someone had shut off the breaker that controls the electricity the night before, causing their deaths, but an inspection found that the pigs had been dead for at least a week. We was putting in a ceiling fan. Oh, <laughs> 
Uh, they were in different stages of decomposition and had no access to feed or water. Uh, Lobber reportedly told law enforcement later that she knew that the pigs were dead for a week but did not know what to do. Well, a, a trained expert can tell when a pig is dead. The estimated loss is more than $150,000. Uh, Lobber has been charged with two counts of first-degree criminal mischief and two counts of livestock neglect. I'm going to do one more story and wrap it up. Let's end with... All right, let's end with this one because I... Not familiar with this, but apparently some theaters in England have banned young people wearing suits for screenings of Minions, The Rise of Gru, over rowdy behavior fueled by a TikTok trend. Teenagers following the Gentle Minions trend have been accused of making noise and throwing things during screenings. A staff member at one venue told the BBC that they wanted to ensure the experience was not spoiled for younger children on their first cinema trip. Well, TikTok trends are always so great. The theater said that they have had to give uh, huge numbers of refunds. Videos showing young people dressed up in suits to watch the movie in large groups and cheering loudly during the screening have gone viral on TikTok, racking up millions of views in some cases. So... I guess they're kind of acting like minions, kind of out of control uh, like that. Annoying. But I don't know why the suits. But I, is, are they are they supposed to be dressed like Gru? I they're they're just not really. I guess they're, they're in suits and ties. Maybe that's it. I'm not right. really sure. The teenagers film themselves copying the char- characteristic steepled fingers of the movie supervillain Gru. So they're uh, you know holding that pose. Right, yeah. Uh, but they they said that it is in celebration that the five year wait is over, referring to the time since the franchise's last installment of Despicable Me oh, Three. So that's something that's uh, it's a, a weird thing you can trend. do. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, as we take a break, let's give away the last of our meet and eat tickets this morning. Uh, we have a pair of tickets for the Philadelphia Zoo Summer Ale Festival. Take call number 8 at 215-263-WMMR. You can enjoy Iron Hill Roaring Lion Pale Ale at the Summer Ale Fest at the Philadelphia Zoo. It is Saturday, July 16th, and at select Iron Hill restaurant locations uh, where they're going to donate a dollar of every pint sold to the zoo. So we'll take call number 8. You have to be at least 21 because you also get a souvenir tasting cup nice. and unlimited beer samplings at this event. So 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call right now. You shall win if you're calling number 8. And we'll be back with a lesson question, trash, and music news. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Wednesday morning with the Preston and Steve Show. Um, we forgot to practice. No, wait, I forgot about the uh, secret text word prize. We'll have to give that away in a little bit, shortly, very shortly, in fact. So, your opportunity to enter still exists if you uh, are wanting to be on board with some tickets to see Kevin Smith. Well, Clerks 3, the convenience store, where he's doing a Q&A after the film. Featuring a song by... Froggy! Froggy. Of which you're wearing their shirt today. I'm wearing my Froggy shirt today. 
Uh, so text the word secret to 39333. We'll see if you win a little bit. In the meantime, uh, today's lesson question. Our prize is a pair of tickets to see Dom Irera. Ah. Friday, July 22nd at Live Casino and Hotel in Philadelphia. The question this morning is, when Lindsay Lohan left the church after getting married last week, what did guests throw instead of rice? 215263 WMMR. If you were listening and you know the answer, then please call now. Uh, when Lindsay Lohan left the church after getting married last week, what did guests throw instead of rice? Call if you know. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Penn Beer and Michelob Ultra. You can join Casey and the WMMR Rock and Rollers in the Bend to the Shore Bike Tour. It's July 24th. Register. At Ben2Shore.org. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, James Cameron responding to early complaints about the Avatar sequel having a three-hour-plus running time. Said Cameron, quote, to paraphrase the Navi, I see you eating my sack. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Tristan Thompson, <laughs> Tristan Thompson appears to no longer be interested in reconciling with Khloe Kardashian as he was seen leaving a Las Vegas strip club with three women Sunday morning. Thompson says he finally realized that if you poke the bear, you end up paying child support. Hey! <laughs> and finally, Adele returned home to perform in front of a jam-packed audience of 65,000 at London's Hyde Park Festival. Adele reportedly had to stop the concert a number of times to direct aid to fans who had become too melancholy. Oh. <laughs> that's your Hollywood <laughs> All right, we're going to see if we do indeed have a winner. And uh, the question is, when Lindsay Lohan left the church after getting married last week, what did guests throw instead of rice? And our caller we're going to go to is uh, Tom. Hi there, Tom. Good morning. Tom, are you there? Yes. All right, Tom, what did guests throw when Lindsay got married? Chicken finger. Chicken finger. Yeah! You got it, buddy. Hang on. We're going to set you up, buddy, with a pair of tickets to see Dom Irera Friday, July 22nd. That will be at Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. The showtime is 8 p.m. and tickets start at 30 bucks. On sale now via AXS.com. And you must be 21 or older gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Jersey Mike's. The only way to top a sub is with real red wine vinegar made with real grapes. And the only way to get it is at Jersey Mike's because authentic ingredients make a sub above. Well, Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne celebrated their 40th wedding anniversary on Monday. That's amazing. Uh, They each toasted the occasion with with social media posts. With Ozzy sharing a picture from their 1982 wedding, writing, 40 years ago today, happy anniversary, my love. Now, I know Sharon has called in, like, the Army Corps of Engineers over the years to for plastic surgery and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But she looks much better now than I think she did back then. Sharon posted a more recent photo of the couple, writing, we first met when I was 18, over 52 years. Wow. And we have been friends, lovers, husband and wife, grandparents and soulmates, always at each other's side. I love you, Ozzy, she wrote. Was there... Was there ever truth to the rumor that she and Randy Rhodes had a fling? Oh, I don't know. Briefly? Don't yeah. Know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ozzy and Sharon celebrated by spending the night at the Beverly Hills Hotel in Los Angeles. Uh, she, finger bed that massages you. She posted a few pictures and thanked the staff for spoiling us on our anniversary. The hotel gifted them with a tray of look. Cho- it was a, a Snickers in the refrigerator. A tray of chocolate-covered strawberries Aww. and other sweets, balloons, flowers, and a two-layer cake. 
among other things. It was just stupid close to Lou. Hey, uh, this was uh, scary. Carlos Santana collapsed on stage last night while performing in Independence Township, Michigan. Uh, The rocker was approximately 55 minutes into the show when he began to uh, introduce Joy, a collaboration with Chris Stapleton that was released in 2021 and described... Uh, describing the song as mystical medicine music to heal a world infected with fear. Uh, He and the namesake band launched into the tune. The guitarist then walked over to a riser, sat down, and appeared to pass out. Uh, The show was immediately stopped. He was attended to by medical staff. At one point, a curtain was placed on stage to hide the guitarist from the crowd's view. A crew member explained to the crowd that the guitarist was dealing with a severe medical emergency. Before asking the crowd for their prayers and well wishes, 20 minutes after the collapse, he was seen being wheeled off the stage in a stretcher. His management uh, today has said that he's doing okay. I heard dehydration. Quite possibly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just heard that he was okay now, but yeah, it could be that. Uh, well, this is sad news. Sepultura guitarist uh, Andreas Kisser's wife, Patricia, died on Sunday. She had battled oh, colon cancer. Oh. She was only 52, diagnosed with the disease earlier this year. Uh, Andreas, along with his uh, three children, with uh, Patricia, penned a message which posted on Sepultura's Instagram story on Sunday, which read, It is with deep sadness that we have to share that Patricia Kessler uh, passed away this morning. Uh, She will remain in our memories forever. We want to thank all of our friends and family for all the support and messages of love. We ask for privacy during this difficult time. Former Ghost member Linton Rubino revealed that he needed six months of therapy after getting fired by Tobias Forge. Uh, During an interview, he said, I actually went through therapy for six months after that because I felt that I'm nobody. Don't let the dog hit you on the ass. (laughs) He said, we were up there playing with Metallica and Iron Maiden and everything, and they knew who we were. All the people backstage knew who we were, but nobody else does. Now I know who you are. Get out of here. Uh, He said, so he said it was just like being up at the top and then you're basically at the bottom once you're out of the band. And, you're at the top of the bottom. And I didn't have a job or anything, but then you're back on track in a couple of months, and you just roll up your sleeves, and you get at it again. I didn't have much of a choice. You're a trained monkey. Leave. Uh, and then finally, Ellen, with this set for release on August 12th, is Chaos in Bloom, which is the 13th album from the Goo Goo Dolls. And they are kicking off a tour. What's uh, the name of your favorite Goo Goo Dolls song, Kathy? Smile. Wait, but what, what is... No, it's actually Smile, I Call It Slide? No, no it's the other way around. Slide oh, it's actually Slide, call I Call It Smile. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, co-founders John Resnick and Robbie Takic will be on the road through September 24th. They will be at The Man on August 21st. <gasps> a number of solid hits from the Goo Goo Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That what? sounds like really good birthday plans. Sounds like <laughs> <a> <laughs> birthday. There we go. All right, and that's it. That's what I have in music news. All right, we need a secret text word caller. So, Kathy, give me a number. Seven. All right, seventh caller, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the secret text word. That's butt number. We have a very cool, yep. you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. All right, we'll <laughs> come back again. in a moment. Stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it. Weekly. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant. 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The Preston and Steve radio program coming to a close. We have a number of thank yous to do and something we haven't done in a while, which is uh, a great sign that we're returning to this. And uh, real quickly, though, I want to thank uh, Rodney McLeod for being hey, on this hey, morning. Hey, hey, uh, great hey, to talk hey. to Rodney. Second annual Sneaker Ball and Art and Soul School Supply and Sneaker Drive is taking place tomorrow. It'll be at V. And you can go to WMMR.com or uh, the president Steve.com. I'm sorry. Uh, changeourfuture.org as well to get tickets. Tom Papa hey! is on uh, was on the program. He's going to be performing at Borgata on July 16th. And tickets and info are available at TomPapa.com. And also thank you to the Philadelphia Zoo for coming hey! by this morning. Hey! And also for uh, the uh, food trucks that came by Philly Hot's. Uh, the Byzantium Empire and Iron Hill for dropping off the Roaring Lion Pale Ale. Oh, yes, and I need to get a winner for Secret Text Word. Thank you, Marissa. Just held up a note for me here. We're looking for caller number seven for the secret. <laughs> caller number butthole for the Secret Text Word, and it's Gary who's on the line. Hi, Gary. Hey, how are you? Good. All right, let's see. Gary, we need to know the secret. Oh, Gary! <laughs> the Secret Text Word. What is it? It is movies. Yes! Is correct. A reference to Clerks, of course. Hang on the line. We're going to set you up, my man. Got a pair of tickets to see Clerks 3, the convenience tour with Kevin Smith in attendance for a post-show Q&A Wednesday, September 7th at the Keswick Theater. And tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Complete details at WMMR.com. Of course, this song will be featured in Clerks 3. Yeah. Uh, we also got a secret text word, random texter, and it is Steve Sarti, who is of Drexel Hill, and is going to get the exact same thing. Excellent. Before we say to uh, Brent Porsche's uh, carrying on the broadcast, we want to return to something that we haven't done in years. And when I say that, it's literally, literally. Been years, and it is, we are saying goodbye to one of our interns. Joe. How do I? <laughs> no, that wasn't supposed to be that. Oh, oh, but so what? Let it go. No, stop. It was supposed to be this. How do yeah. I? Oh my God! Wait, play that other. I want to hear the. I want to hear the other one. He literally just deleted it. Why? No, no, no. no. All right, here we go. Joe. How do I say goodbye we don't have to, do to this. what we have? Was this when intern Joe left? Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. That had been like 10 years ago. A long time ago. It's Let's beautiful. pretend like that never happened. And then oh, here we go. Say uh, one of our interns, intern Sam, is Yay. leaving. Yay. It's been so long since we've had actual in-office interns yeah. and Sam was our first one back and now he's leaving us. Sam, sorry to say that. Uh yeah, it's true. I, it's my last day, but I'm extremely happy to be here uh despite all of that. So uh I'm going to miss your Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you. Sam, how many Hawaiian shirts do you own, do you think? 
Six or seven, probably. It's really? Kind of, yeah. Well, they have common. more than that. Well, I don't know. I don't. I do wash. He wears lot. them well. There's yeah. a certain rotation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you've been in here for the past few months, and uh, you've helped out. You know, our interns do all this great behind the scenes work during uh, the camp out. Yeah, camp out is when we first started uh, to get back to that again, which is uh, cool. And then then you came here into the studio and all. What uh, tell us about your education? Where are you going to school? I graduated from Rowan uh, back in May, Rowan University, uh, with a radio, television, film degree, and a journalism minor. Uh, so I'm hoping to eventually be a radio producer. Excellent. Uh, you, then you learn from the best. You got yeah. Casey and Marissa and Nick and everybody that does behind the scenes stuff here. Absolutely. Uh, normally we ask like, what was a cool moment? You know, but. There's you have not, none. Not a whole lot has been going on. I have one. What? Huh. Uh, so when I was at Camp Out, uh, I got to hold Kate Flannery's sweatshirt. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. Awesome. That was good. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Did, did you have fun with the Camp Out? It's like, I mean, and, and what you saw was a modified version, yeah. but it's still it's pretty amazing. It was it was very, very cool. I'd yeah. never been just as a fan before, so being like kind of behind the scenes, too, is very, very cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a, yeah. It was a blast. And you're, you're strong on video stuff, too, as well. You're helping out Nick Murphy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, today I did a couple things for him uh, back in the office. It was a lot of fun. Any any advice you would give to future Preston and Steve interns of, as to, uh, you know, what they might want to be ready for or do? Uh, just make yourself available and learn as much as you can. You know, be good at a lot of different things. I love you know, it. Sage advice. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's great advice. You've Excellent. earned every one of those Hawaiian shirts. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for helping us out. We do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's been uh, it's been a real good time. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, all right, let's hear it for Sam. Wow, it's back to normal. Everything falling back into place. It's a beautiful thing. Brent Porsche is here. Hey! Good morning, gang. Welcome back. Good to have you back. Nice to see hey, you, sir. Sam Stay, man. Oh, yeah, Sam. He'll have the distinction of being the first intern back okay. post-pandemic or after the pandemic, so he'll forever be in that spot. That'll be historic for him. Okay, so he's going to stay right there. Yeah, right there it. for the whole, whole thing. Uh, you're in for the week for Pierre. Yes, sir. Has, it been, has that been going nicely so far? Yeah, I was off on Monday for the 4th, so this is only my second day in okay. the week anyway. So, yeah, so far right. so good. Well, we need to get a letter of the day from you. It's only three-lettered word this week. Yeah. You ready? Yep. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. By the letter S, as in Scarface or Sam. All right, and we have a four-pack of pit tickets to see Dead and Company Sunday, July 10th at Citizens Bank Park, and tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. Complete details at WMMR.com. So we'll give that away on Friday, which will be here before you know it. What's in store for today, Brent? Workforce Blocks today. We're going to do one of Jet. Today's Nick Sester's birthday. Also, Corn and Incubus. And in the 2 p.m. hour, we're going to be celebrating Charlie Daniels. <gasps> and we got the Coffee Break Music Marathon coming up. Oh, Interesting. Wow. Excellent. All right. Well, let me thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme Markets. Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, Acme Official Grocery Store of the President Steve Show. Also brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Tomorrow is a Thursday. We will be joining you once again, and our buddy Adam Ferrara uh, will be on the show. I love it. Tom Papa today, Adam Ferrara tomorrow, too. Like homecoming week. Longtime buddies uh, in the comedy world. So uh, we'll have that and more for you tomorrow. And Nick will be back with yes, you. Yes, he will. Uh, Nick, Nick will back. Nick hey, will be back. back. Uh, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye bye. Preston and Steve, 93.3 WMMR. Bing there. Do do be do. Do da da do tippa.